Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. everybody uh welcome to the yahoo fantasy show here on roto grinders uh, i am brit divine i am fresh back from my disney vacation uh from wearing all those mickey ears and eating the mickey ice creams and and, the, and all the churros i could get bobby uh seems like uh, you had a reasonably good week i thought i was doing the show with chris uh kirk these uh he had to take care of phil but like uh he won all the money last week what's the theme here i disappear from a week and all you guys start winning money. So uh, I guess that's not going to happen for you. Go back to Disney. No, just, <laughs> uh, wasn't, wasn't quite as good a week as it was for me, like the, as the, the other RG guys, like Big T, and especially uh, Chris. Like, man, he really killed it. Um, but, yeah, thrilled for those guys, ready to ready to hit some myself. Keep getting doing well in the single and three max entries, but uh, haven't been hitting the big ones. So uh, ready, ready to hit a big one uh, today with you. Yeah, we're going to talk some Yahoo. We'll talk some tournaments. I got plate iq i got slate iq um there's a great article from uh, squirrel patrol on the main page right now uh, about uh you know what size stacks you should use today if you want to go read that that kind of ties in uh to some of the uh the slate iq stuff that we have here uh but we're gonna have a fun show uh, i do want to note to you guys uh, i got a couple of things for you the first is on friday uh we're gonna do something fun i am bringing out of a show retirement bobby Mr. Chris Jamino, we're going to do a show and we're going to show uh, kind of, I think we might even be trying to do this uh, just about every week. Uh, we're going to like live build uh, some MME teams on lineup HQ. We're going to show you guys how to use it a little bit better. Um, kind of give you some tutorials, show you how we use it behind the scenes, uh, ask for some, uh, you know, some questions. Uh, and I think that's coming on Friday sometime in the early afternoon uh, so if you're ever looking to multi-enter, whether it's 10, 20, or even 150 lineups, um, you know, Jamino, he's got his hands in all the things behind the scenes, right? You like plate IQ? He's got his fingers on that. You like slate IQ? He had his fingers on that. You like all the other stuff? You like lineup HQ? He had his fingers in that. So uh, he knows the tools really well, helps develop them. Uh, I use them a lot here. And we're going to show you guys how to get the most out of lineup HQ. Uh, and we're going to start that on Friday, possibly coming to you every week if you guys like it um so bobby you you do good uh with the with the lineup hq you got any tips for the people real quick uh i like it a lot i i don't know if i can just do a general one um i think it's really important to try to narrow your your 
pool as much as possible. I think it's less important in baseball to do that than it is in basketball. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's still an important thing that, you know, especially your pitching pool, yep. uh, hard to do on some days, but, you know, and, and other days, you, you know, you can get, you can get variant with it, but mo- mostly you want to try and limit your pool, uh, even though it feels like you can just play everybody. Um, so yeah, keep a lookout for that on Friday. Uh, it should be a fun show with me and Jamino and they'll be viewable. They're, they're, they're going to be meant to be kind of viewable on demand later. Um, so if you ever want, you know, you can't make the show on Friday, don't worry. The content's going to be good for you. Kind of like on-demand viewing uh, on Roto Grinders, and you'll be able to check it out later than that. Um, so let's jump into Yahoo Baseball for tonight. I was gone um, for, it seems like an eternity for baseball. It was like a week and a half. Uh, I didn't really do too much DFS, Bobby, but I've been uh, working my butt off yesterday and today to try to catch up on what happened. Uh, so let's start at pitching for tonight. And I want to start Probably not on the guys I'm going to end up using, but maybe the most expensive guy of the night. And that's Jose Barrios. Uh, I got him pulled up here on plate IQ. Uh, the matchup, there's a lot of strikeouts here for this Toronto team. But the one thing that's kind of moving me away from him today, uh, basically across the industry, at least Yahoo and DraftKings where I'm playing tonight, is I think his price is probably just a little bit too high compared to some of the other options I have right now. And there's a lot of good bats out there. So I'm currently not keying in too much on Barrios. All this stuff looks good. The strikeout looks good. The strikeout matchup looks good. I don't expect Toronto to really get to him too much today. Um, but I just think he's a little bit too expensive compared to some other guys. Yeah, I totally agree. And it was so easy for me to just to not play him, like when I kept looking at the prices over and over again. But then when I think about this matchup and situation, it, I'm, I'm a little surprised that the total is as high as it is for Toronto. That's, that's sort of throwing me a little bit. Um, I actually think he makes a lot of sense as a tournament play, especially over here on Yahoo. I don't mind playing two top guys. There's some extreme value. I, again, we've talked about it early this year, like how paying up for pitching has killed us a lot. But like yeah. at the same time, like paying up for pitching when you have good value uh, and you like the you like the ceiling, you know, we've, we've also had some big performances lately. So I, I think Barrios is kind of an interesting pivot over here where he's going to be much much lower owned than the other guys and certainly could be the highest scoring pitcher on the slate against this toronto lineup if he was a thousand cheaper i feel like he'd be the mega chalk and mm-hmm. he still we'd still be saying he could be the highest scoring player on the slate um or, or ten dollars cheaper let's say on yahoo on yahoo or eight dollars cheaper um but you know at 51 i think he's a great tournament play obviously you're not gonna play him in cash yeah uh very consistent uh not a lot of downside to his games he does have the 144 fantasy point performance that was against Cleveland with that horrible lineup, I think, opening day out there. Um, but he's been pretty good. Uh, I do like him. I'm not expecting him to get beat up or anything like that today. I probably like him a little bit more than Strasburg if I was spending up on Yahoo. Um, but I think I'm a little bit more in kind of the next tier uh, of players that we'll get to in a minute. Um, speaking of Strasburg, where do you stand on him? He's more of a, a tournament play, even more so than I think Berrios is. Uh, uh, Scherzer, he had himself a good game against Milwaukee. So I, I think Strasburg can, and, he, and he's been great this year. It's just the lineup in Miller Park looks really scary, but there, there's no doubt Strasburg, just like Berrios, could easily be like the top scoring pitcher on the slate. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I had a lot of Scherzer yesterday, and I really, I really liked him just because I thought he'd be lower owned, and I thought he pitched incredible and still had got was in a lot of trouble most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he got out of some huge jams. I don't trust Strasburg as much with that. I agree. I prefer Berrios. I think he's the better play. Um, I don't think I'm going to be playing hardly any Strasburg today unless if he was going to be like 2% owned is the only way I'm really thinking about it. It just doesn't make any sense uh, against this Milwaukee team in Milwaukee versus the other guys who I like a lot better. And then there's guys who are 
a little bit higher up here on Yahoo priced, but uh, cheaper on other sites that I just prefer over Strasburg, uh, even if they were the same price. All right, so let's get to a couple of guys I think I'm going to end up using pretty heavily tonight, specifically on Yahoo. I'm going all the way to the late game, so you got to wait to get all your pitcher points. But I think you're going to be waiting with just about everybody because Noah Syndergaard is definitely too cheap, in my opinion. He's going up against San Diego, lights out against righties, lights out against basically everybody this year uh, on Fleet IQ. And you see a very right-handed heavy lineup with plenty of strikeouts uh, in line here for San Diego. Uh, he, in my opinion, he should be $51 and Barrios and Strasburg should be in the 46 range. It would be a tougher decision today. Um, but I'm taking the price savings um, definitely on Yahoo, probably on, on DraftKings as well. Um, he's fresh off one of his best games of the season. I know he's had a, a little bit of up and down, um, but this, this looks to be about one of the best spots he's going to get all season for strikeouts. Yeah, um, I think he's just way too cheap over here comparatively. Like, um, I really like Lester today, but there's I don't want to pay the same price for Lester that I'm paying for uh, – <laughs> First in the guard. Yeah. I do think that that like, I mean, one thing about these matchups as much as they're, it's not like San Diego doesn't have some competent hitters that could actually get to him. But I, I, I just think he's, you know, the highest strikeout rate. Like I just think he's the, and he's just got the most upside. I think of any pitcher, you got the best pitchers umpire in baseball, probably behind the yeah. play. Oh yeah. Bill Miller's. I forgot Bill Miller's back there today. Yeah. It just seems like, why would we not play him um, in all formats over here? Yeah, I want to show uh, you – I don't even know if you notice this yet um, and show some of our viewers. Um, so other things Jamino has his fingers in, right? Uh, the premium leaderboards. Have you seen this, Bobby, the uh, bullpen leaderboards we now have on, on Roto-Grinders? Uh, I haven't actually uh, taken a look at it yet, but I've – Oh, yes. Yeah. So we have all sort of bullpen data. So, like, the Mets bullpen, obviously, right, it's sort of trashy. So you right. can kind of – you can see, like, their XFIP. Uh, we also have this thing uh, up here. If you click on the starting pitcher – you can click bullpen and it brings up kind of the Mets bullpen information here for you. So you don't even have to go anywhere. If you're a premium member, you can just hang right on roto grinders and get all That's your such bullpen. a huge thing. I like it more and more as the season goes on. This is the time of year where I really start using it more. Cause you can start to really gathering data yep. from the season. Um, and I really, I just think that's such a great thing that we've added. So I've got to spend some time on that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want your bullpen data guys, you can get that right on roto grinders. I think it's for premium. Um, Jamino, I, I, you're out there. Uh, just message me, but I believe it is. And uh, yeah, some real cool stuff. And uh, like always, they'll always work to kind of get as much information as they possibly can uh, on us for plate IQ. So it's a real uh, quick thing. So that is the one negative to using a guy like Syndergaard is if it's a 1-0 game, you know, the bullpen comes in and then it's 2-1 San Diego and, you know, a couple swings of the bat. Um, but I still think Syndergaard is uh, by far my, my top play of the day. I'm going to throw him on this team. I like to highlight the chalkier plays for all you guys, and I think he's certainly going to be out there. Um, let's talk the, the curious case of SP2 today, because I think there's a couple guys in consideration. One of them is going to be John Lester. He's 46. It's like 40 degrees. The wind's blowing in in Chicago. It's Miami. Now, it didn't really work out last night uh, if you used uh, – who was it? It was uh, Hamels, correct, last night? Yeah. So, like, he had an okay he, game. He was okay, yeah. It just wasn't, like – wasn't a great game. Yeah, didn't have a great game. Um, Lester's coming off his best game by far this season. So I want to ask you today, would you rather pay a little bit more for a guy like John Lester, who I think is pretty safe? I think he's unlikely to have a bad game. But I'm a little worried that the strikeout potential, I know his strikeouts are up this year a little bit. 
but he's not really doing too much differently, uh, you know, pitch selections, velocity, all that type of stuff. So maybe he's running a little bit hot on strikeouts. Uh, how are you handling him today versus the Miami team? So very heavy on, I mean, he's cheaper on other sites, uh, like DraftKings, uh, especially. So I'm using him more over there. I think on over here on Yahoo, you just, I don't think you think about it. You play the guy who's been the best, probably this may sound crazy. There's been two guys who I, who I would argue have been the best pitchers in baseball. And you could maybe throw in Chris Paddock as a third, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's Caleb Smith and Tyler Glass now have been the best pitchers in baseball this year. And I don't see any reason with this, with this weather game against a lineup that does have K's in it. And outside of really one and a half spots, you're not really that scared. And even those spots don't worry me with this wind blowing in the way it is in that really cold temperature. Uh, same game, obviously, as Lester. But Caleb Smith has just been the far better pitcher. And he's the guy I'm even prior. I have a little bit more of him than Lester on sites where he's more expensive, but they're close. And where he's where he's cheaper or the same, I would take Caleb Smith uh, as the better play every time. Yeah, Smith's been great. The XFIP, the strikeouts uh, are huge for him right now. So I definitely like Smith um, with the wind blowing in. And I would imagine uh, I'm going to pull up uh, the DraftKings uh, projected ownership real quick. I'll see where they stand for you guys quickly. My screen's going to go a little wacky, Devin. Don't worry. I'm just looking at something. One other thing, just while you're doing that about Smith, I'm just going to throw out the one thing he can kind of get in a little bit of trouble with. Like, I mean, most of his runs given up this year, I think all but one are on home runs. Mm-hmm. That's got to be negated by this, this weather. I mean, I, I will get it from Roth later on how much it's limiting. I think yesterday it was supposed to limit home runs by 47% or something. Mm-hmm. Sir. If what if I told what if I told you Smith is currently projected as the fourth highest starting pitcher ownership on DraftKings and like double of Lester? That would that's exactly what I would expect. Yeah, all right. So you're you're on board you're on board. You you would try to be overweight on, on somebody like Smith today, even though he is gonna be highly owned, probably just not high owned enough given his strikeout potential. Yeah, there are three guys who I'm gonna be overweight on the field on no matter what, and it's gonna be Lester, Smith, and Syndergaard. All right. Yeah, I agree with all those. The other guy who I think's in contention, uh, he's 40 bucks is Colin McHugh. He's going up against Kansas City. There's enough strikeouts in Kansas City, um, but he's a he's a huge favorite. So if he can go the six innings, he's pretty likely to get or go the five innings. He's likely to get the win. And you bring him up on plate IQ. There's nothing really standing out as it's a bad matchup. Um, It looks like a pretty favorable matchup. He's cheaper than all of these other guys. Uh, you know, he's still got the 25% K rate. The XFIP's hovering right around four. There's enough green in his profile that makes it look good. Uh, what's your overall take on McHugh today? He's going to be, uh, I think, the chalkiest player on DraftKings today. And uh, he fits in really well with Syndergaard because it really lets you get some of the bats you want tonight. Yeah, it worries me a little bit because I love McHugh as a pitcher and I probably play him more than most. I think he's too cheap on DraftKings especially. But I think I'm I'm going to be way under the field on him today. Uh, I don't I don't like the situation as much as everyone else does. He has the worst the worst hitters umpire the worst pitchers umpire on the slate. Um, not not just that it's 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 a weirdly pesky Royals team. Like you had, you had, last night you know Garrett Cole was cruising and they just you know they expl- they sort of do this every game I feel like and they've got enough like they'll strike out five times the first time through the order and then they'll hit three home runs the next time through. It's just I'm not saying they're going to do all that to McHugh. I, I just think that I'm probably going to pay down 
or jump back up um, for the other guys it just rather than play him. That's just sort of where I'm at. But I, I definitely think he's in play. There's a lot of good pitching options on this slate. And I actually like just taking the wild card, some of the lower price guys where I want to pay up for my bats and, and sort of funnel them through because I, I don't, I don't really have a strong take on the, the real low tier guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm any of them being so much better than the others, but I think that all of them have potential. And McHugh, I just, I feel like he's just not fitting into as many of my lineups, especially with that, that umpire there. And then this pesky, like weird Royals team, although I could see the strikeout upside. I also think that, uh, I mean, it, it worries me a little bit not to play him, but I, I do think I need to be below the field on someone and he's the guy I'm going to be below the field on. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be the chalkiest guy in DraftKings for sure. So um, with McHugh, the one thing I did not, you know, he's like fastball slider really throws a slider a ton. Uh, and I noticed this when I was doing some of my research today versus the slider uh, versus righties, the Royals are, Look pretty below, you know, there's a lot of red on plate IQ. You go back to them versus, versus right-handed sliders. So um, I gave him a, a little bit of a plus in that, you know, in terms of the matchup. I thought it was pretty neutral matchup. Uh, I gave him a little bit of a plus on that um, because he, he just throws that pitch so much. And uh, there's enough, you know, um, batted ball events, uh, we like to call them here, where uh, it doesn't really look like the Royals hit the slider too well today. So if you kind of dig into the pitch stuff, uh, it actually looks a little bit good for McHugh. But then, hey, you got the umpire evens it all out so um i i like McHugh. i think a little bit more than you who do you want to throw in here for our sp2 it's not that i i want to make it clear that's not that i don't like him i think yeah. there's a lot of good options and it's really hard Too highly to... owned i think is where you're coming at right yeah so 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 when i see other guys in great spots at lower ownership even though i think it'll change throughout the day like lester's ownership to start the day was you know minuscule so when i was scripting i was like okay i'll get way over the field on him on DraftKings. but anyway uh i do think that you know it does worry me with McHugh because i think there is upside but i still think on yahoo it's not like he's so much cheaper to, and I think there's enough value bats that we can, we don't need to worry about him over here uh, personally as much, especially at high ownership. That's just where I'm at. Um, you got any, I got one pitcher I want to talk about that is definitely going to be low owned that I'm interested in. Um, I want to see if you have any. I've got a few. Um, All right. What do you got? That I'm rotating through like those 88 lineups. Don't steal like my that. guy. I didn't tell you who my guy is. So I want to see if we're on the Cal same Quantrill in the same game. Uh, he's 5700 bill miller's the umpire he pitched against a tough atlanta team and had an outing that i almost would accept he's got a mets team that really str- yeah. that, that can really struggle tonight um good pitching environment I, I think that he's he's the low tier guy that probably makes the most sense and will have the most ownership i think there's a couple of really weird pivots that i'm going to play that I, I just don't see other people playing i'm, I'm going to take a quick look at the ownership and see if i'm right but uh, i, I want to I throw my guy at you okay I'm, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm hoping you're on him uh, Tyler Molly, he's 31 bucks today. I am You're, on Tyler Molly. That's he's on one of my other two. Yeah. All right. So let, let me bring him up here. So you go to plate IQ and he's pretty good against those right-handed batters. And, uh, Oakland's only going to have a couple of them in there today. Uh, maybe like two, three at max. Uh, so you look at this, this season, a 291 Woba versus righties. Now, uh, Olsen's back. Uh, there are a couple of lefties, uh, but even dating back to last year, if, um, you know, Molly, much better against righties, very, struggles a lot against lefties. If there was ever a team that has some righties and some righties that do like to strike out every now and then, uh, I think it's definitely Oakland. Uh, Cardi will tell you the park, I believe, suppresses strikeouts. Don't quote me on that. Um, a lot of foul ground. You get some pop-ups, so less chance of strikeouts, but hey, maybe an easy out or two or something like that. Um, but I'm looking at Tyler Molly. Uh, I think his ownership's going to be pretty low today. Uh, I think it was hovering around 5%, maybe even less than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at deploying him in tournaments pretty, pretty good today. Yeah, I'll play him. I, I'm not going to be crazy on him, but I, I'll probably have like 
you know, somewhere between 10 and 20%. I think that he's interesting. I, I've been, I, I, you know, he's done well for me already. I think that he's actually a better pitcher than people give him credit for. Uh, I like the, you know, the pitching environment in Oakland obviously is better than it is in Cincinnati. I just don't think, um, I, I think the guy on the other side of that game is probably as good a play. I know it sounds really weird. I mean, no one's playing. So Molly is 5% on and nobody's going to be playing fires today. So nobody's going to play fires. So fires, let me just say he's had like a night nightmare matchups outside of one really, he, I mean, he's had Boston at Boston at Texas at Houston, Boston, LA and Seattle. And then in Toronto twice had one good outing against Toronto, one really bad one. I think that he's actually like, it's really hard to look at his numbers this year and say, this is the pitcher that he is against those lineups. And we, you know, we saw him pitch a lot better last year. I think he's a better pitcher than this. He was actually really good down the stretch. He was a guy we were paying, what, 85, 9K for in some matchups, which was bizarre starting the year because he was down at this price. And then he just sort of shot up as the season went on and the A's picked him up and everything. I think that, uh, I just think that he's, he, he's got enough upside at 6,800 that if we're going to play guys like Quantrill, uh, uh, Molly fires certainly against the Cincinnati offense that will make you work a little bit, but gets a huge park downgrade and honestly can just go ice cold for, for days at a time. And then they can light it up for, and I, I don't know. They're just a very streaky offense. I feel like, mm-hmm. so I, I think he's kind of interesting. I also like some of the bats against him if you're not playing him, but I just want to throw him out there. And then, and then there's one more guy who no one else is going to play. Maybe I'm a little biased because another guy who's also was good to me um, actually won me the showdown. So I threw in one lineup and forgot I played it. In. What do you got? Dakota Hudson. Um, it's literally just a price point play. When I'm looking down at all these 57 to 68 guys, and you see a guy who could, who I just feel like has a reasonable enough chance to get you 20. Um, it's not an, ex, it's not a good matchup. I mostly am playing guys like uh, Harper and Herrera against him, but I think that he has at zero ownership enough upside uh, as one of these low price guys who I can find in at 15 to 20 percent in my in my tournaments where I'm playing the small guys and. That's sort of what I'm, or maybe with Hudson to be a little bit less, maybe more like 10 percent but um, that's sort of what I'm doing with those guys. And then just the one last guy who I've been doing a similar thing with is Freddie Peralta. Less of him than I, because he's coming, they're not starting him, you know, yeah. whatever thing. That means in four, in four innings, you can get the win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, I sort of, sort of just wanted to r- ramble through those guys because I am rotating them through it. They'll probably end up more like 10 to 15% on my tournaments, but I just, I do think that they all make sense if you want to pay up for some bats, and there's definitely some bats worth paying up for. On Yahoo over here, I think there's enough value where you can get bats and mm-hmm. and get the pitchers, but it's a little bit harder on other sites if you want to get, uh, depending on how you want to build your lineups. Yeah, Hudson is, I'm target Harper and Odebel Herrera uh, and even Caesar, right? Like his, he has some of the widest splits you're going to see of basically any starting pitcher I've ever encountered. A 522 over to lefties. A 233 Wobo allowed to righties. Now it's probably not that wide of a split, but it was a pretty wide split last year as well. So I definitely Harper, I think is one of, I know he's not hitting well, but if there was ever a spot for Harper to have a good day, uh, I think it's against Hudson. Uh, I love Herrera, but he is pretty good against the righties. So maybe you are into something. If he can just maneuver around Harper and Herrera, you know, for two at bats, he's, he's got his way up and down the rest of the lineup pretty good. So maybe you are into something with Hudson. Um, not someone I'm too high on. Uh, a it's, couple it's other not high guys. on it's it's just we need we need we need to that savings if we want to pay up for these I mean these bats are expensive tonight mm-hmm. top, we're going to talk about them in a minute sorry go ahead uh, a couple other pitchers let's talk about uh, Griffin Canning um, reasonable prospect has some strikeout stuff probably won't go too deep eighty two pitches uh, four point one innings you know if, if he's pitching well you know he's probably going to go I don't know eighty five to ninety pitches possibly something like that and uh, 
the price is low enough. The matchup's pretty good. Um, had some strikeout stuff in the minors as well. He looks like he's actually going to be reasonably popular on DraftKings today. Uh, but the 31 price on Yahoo, uh, I think that's a pretty reasonable uh, tournament option today as well. Yep, completely agree. Um, uh, I, I think Yahoo is, is where you play him. That's a fantastic price. I actually didn't even realize he was that cheap because I sort of have him not exactly X'd out, but basically yeah. X'd out because he's too expensive. I still think you can play him in tournaments on DK, but it's uh, it's a little bit thinner than it is on Yahoo. Oh, man, it's so thin. If you're going to do that, just pay the 400 extra and take a shot on Nola. Like, mm-hmm. just play Nola. Like, that's, that's the other thing that we didn't talk about. You, you can totally rotate him instead of those other guys in the uh, mm-hmm. game just because – He's a, he's a better pitcher than he's been so far this year. We know he's got upside. Um, that's the other guy who I would look at. But on, over here at 31, Griffin, yeah, Canning, it, that's just way too cheap. Yeah, Nola, definitely not as good as he's been uh, over the past couple of seasons. Uh, not as many strikeouts. He's really gotten hit around, and he's even, you know, he really never walked anybody, and he's given up some walks. So I, I don't really know what's going on with him too much. Um, but I don't know if I really want to play. I think I'd rather just. I'd rather spend up to the next year or I'd rather spend down uh, on some of the other guys tonight. When I think that's going to lead actually, wait, what is this? Uh, well, it is weird though. That, that one thing with Nola though, is that he's actually been, he's been a little bit better lately. He's going to have a lot more hits than he ever mm-hmm. had, like, than we ever saw, but yeah. you do have a pretty much right-handed dominated lineup. Um, it, it's a tough lineup, but it's, it's going to have mostly, mostly good righties and not so many good lefties, just a couple. Um I don't know. I, I think it's, it's just it's a tournament play where this guy definitely could wouldn't surprise us if he was the highest scoring pitcher on the slate. We saw yesterday was I mean Snell didn't have the best game I guess in the end or maybe he did. Um, but Snell was a guy no one was on had a terrible umpire and like he ended up you know winning the slate for mm-hmm. or could have won the slate for people if you know if not for uh, Martin Perez and guys like that going off. Chat wants to talk on Beaks. Uh, which are he's twenty eight on Yahoo. Uh, the DraftKings price. It's uh, I still think you can use him over there a little bit. Um, I mean, he's he's the probable long reliever. There's a chance he might not pitch. He's he's very likely, I think, to pitch today. Uh, how are you deploying him today? Or what, what's your overall? Would you rather play him or uh, Cal Contrell for the same price on Yahoo today? I love playing these pitchers against teams that are coming out, out of cores, which is partly why I liked Snell yesterday. Um, but I just think that's just, this is silly on this slate to do that. I think Peralta is the much better if there's a guy out of the bullpen guy. Like I just. I don't know. I'm just not going to play. I know the price is good, but I'd rather play Canning. Um, I'm not playing Beaks. I don't even like the matchup for him, to be honest with you. I feel like, I mean, Arizona's been really good against lefties on the road, especially they just destroyed even before Colorado. Um, I think that I would probably leave it alone. All right. I think I hit on all the pitchers I wanted to talk about. You got got anybody left? I'm seeing if there's anybody I even have in my player pool. I know that I mentioned a lot of guys who have sort of, I'm rotating the bottom end and, and really high on the, you know, the, the few guys that I'm using. Um, I, I don't think it's the night for Ryu. I don't like the, uh, I don't like the umpire. I don't like the price. Um, but yeah, I would have mentioned him otherwise. Uh, Max Freed, if he was cheaper, I would have considered mm-hmm. against the Dodgers, but I just, I actually think the Dodgers bats are more interesting. Like a few. Especially on Yahoo. We'll talk about it. I like a couple of the Dodgers. I know everywhere they cost nothing everywhere all right let's uh let's talk a couple of bats here today uh so catcher how I play on Yahoo usually unless there's some blatant mispricing on one of the the high guys is it's basically a seven dollar position for me there's enough seven dollar bats out here um I think Cervelli at seven minimum price probably the guy most people are going to end up using today both on Yahoo and on DraftKings where he's just 3k uh, I think that's probably a plug and play for cash games. Obviously in tournaments, you probably want to move away from him because if he's going to be like 30, 
plus percent owned in tournaments, you definitely don't want to be playing Francisco Cervelli. Uh, but he's he's very likely to make my cash team. Yeah, on Yahoo, I think I'd pay the $2 more for Ionetta for cash. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think it's between the two of them. Uh, Cervelli will be probably my, my most owned uh, catcher on DraftKings. But I don't think I would play him quite as much as I would Ionetta um, over here on Yahoo. All right. I don't like, I don't mind Ionetta. I'll throw him in here. I'll give you that one uh, for, I, I think that's a fine play. Uh, as you spend up at catcher, it just doesn't get too appealing because you want to spend your money uh elsewhere usually do you have anybody a little bit higher priced at the catcher position that you're interested in tonight um <laughs> like if, if there was a, if there was one guy it's real muto on a always dangerous philly like i mentioned the things about hudson mm-hmm. i also could see this going the other way so i, I guess he's the only one i would consider po- posey 16 but even in cores i still don't know if he's gonna be able to hit a home run I and, like Posey today, but I think that that 16 is, seems like a lot. Like, I'd rather play Real yeah. Muto versus Posey, I think. Yeah, yeah. Go, go cheap at catcher today on Yahoo, guys, I think is is the, the hard consensus me and Bobby have come up with. Uh, moving to first base, uh, there's a lot of ways to go. There's a lot of cheap guys. There's a lot of mid-tier, and you can make a play. Maybe not the highest end guys, um, but as you get up there, you've got guys like Brandon Belt and Mitch Moreland that are pretty interesting today. What do you think you're going to end up uh, doing I think if I was spending I'd probably look at Brandon Belt I like that quite a bit the Rays seem to just score a, a bajillion runs G-Man Choice 15 and then other than that if you go down to the low end range Chris Davis is, is min price seven bucks he's hitting fifth Nate Lowe for Tampa Bay with a huge run total he's eight bucks those are probably I, I actually I'm, I'm probably gonna end up playing Nate Lowe I think Nate Lowe hit a home run last night. It didn't count as a home run. He also just missed two other ones in the last uh, couple games. Nate Lowe is, is the guy over here for me, along with Mark Reynolds. I think it's it's clearly them ahead of the mm-hmm. field. I, I, don't, I don't mind Chris Davis where the price savings are significant. Minimum price over here doesn't mean the same thing as it does on DK. Uh, I would rather play Chris Davis even over there, although I don't think I'm going to end up with very much of him, maybe in like one lineup with like a game stack of air or something, but mm-hmm. I don't think that there's any other reason to play him over here. I think that it's low. I think it's Reynolds. I think um, those are the guys you're paying down for. If you're paying up, um, I, it's hard. I really like those guys better than I like most everybody else. I'm just looking at my ownership over here. Oh, oh, Brandon Belt is my number one actual play. On this. Yeah, and on the high end for, for 18, getting the cores bump. Um, Belt's not having the greatest season, but hey, that happens when you play in San Francisco. You get the biggest park upgrade possible in baseball uh, I think he's well worth the $18 today uh, so yeah I would take a look at him I like Choi um, below Reynolds he's too uh, expensive on, on Yahoo like he shouldn't be that much mm-hmm. the pricing difference between him and Lowe just makes he's like, four, I, I put, low 44 on DK right like I think I got him on my DK cash team right now Brandon Belt Brand, oh Brandon Belt I think it's Brandon I was talking about I was talking about uh what's his name uh the other first baseman uh Choi Choi yeah uh, I don't know I think that's a fine price for Choi Nate Lowe is eight dollars, and I would take him at the same price. I'll just put it that way. All right, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I don't think if you're everybody's going to do that. I think with their stacks, right? So if you play uh, yeah, Choi, Choi, you're getting a little bit different today. Yeah. Um, moving on to second, uh, I don't I don't know what's going on with the pricing at Yahoo, but uh, Michael Chavez shouldn't be uh, nine dollars more than Jose Altuve. Um, so uh, Altuve looks like a screaming bargain at eighteen, uh, going up against the lefty at home uh, i think it's one of the few positions you can end up paying for and still feel you know pretty good because you're not really missing too much unless you skip out on like a 
a Joe Panic who still really doesn't have the power. Um, Kiki Hernandez is probably going to lead off today, but Freed's a really good pitcher. Not sure I'm too interested in Kiki. Uh, so I, I really like Haltuve, but you can make a case for a couple of the cheap guys as well. Yeah, um, I think that it, it's it's so like Altuve is the chalk, and it makes sense. It's very hard for me to to just to argue somebody else at second base a real crazy tournament because no one's going to pay up for him is the up is brandon lau um mm -hmm. just i just don't see anyone playing him i'm playing a lot of him today in the tampa stacks and you know even yesterday when it was a great spot and everything seemed perfect i mean the guy ends up five percent owned um he by the way got really unlucky too yesterday a couple times so i i think that that's that's the sort of the pivot but like for me it's going to be almost all uh, unfortunately almost all uh altuve with a little bit of uh, like Garrett Hampson, maybe you could play in a stack. And then Joe Panic is still really cheap. And, you know, he doesn't have a ton of power, but you put Coors in there. And at $11, I think he's a he's a good way to go, as is Cano at $13. Those are sort of the other guys I'd look at. Yeah, Panic can slap a couple doubles, get on base, score some runs, things like that. Um, we'll hit up towards the top of the lineup. Uh, so I think Panic's fine. Uh, Altuve at 18 looks like a pretty good steal. You can mess around with Kiki. Uh, I think he's fine. And then other than that, I think for the most part, um, well, that's basically uh, – Cano's not too bad either, a 13. Uh, but I think I would either spend up a little bit more or spend down. Uh, moving on to third base. So I, I almost always try to jam in Arenado at home against a lefty. This is like well, you just – you play that. But I'm, I just don't know if I have the money for it today. So I was making some – For some reason, this lefty also seems to particularly own him. I don't really understand it, but he does. He's always owned him. The BVP Bumgartner's got him. I don't even look that stuff anymore. Oh no, no, no! But even pitch type, I mean, it's just everything. Like for, he's just all. I mean, he, he looks lost in his at bats against him. I mean, you can't say you don't look at that stuff when they these guys play against each other so much. Like mm -hmm. it has to matter. You know what I mean? And half of those times are at Coors. And the fact that he, I don't think he's ever hit a home run off of them. Um, I don't know actually if he has. He probably has hit one or two, but I know he's he's pretty much owned by him. Uh, so at third base, there's a couple of things. I think if you're going cheap. Uh, Daniel Robertson, he's seven bucks. He's part of that Tampa Bay lineup, right? That fits into some of the stacks that you want to make and you get exposure to the Rays. Uh, if you want to play for a home run and a home run only, you have Travis Shaw at nine, but I think that's more of a tournament against Strasburg. I still think I'd probably go down to Robertson, uh, you know, there. You've got uh, Justin Turner, right? We just mentioned Kiki at second base, and Turner's another Dodger who's just too cheap at $12. You've got Matt Carpenter as well who I know it's against Nola, but, you know, Nola's not been great, and Carpenter's starting to turn his season around a little bit here. He looks like a little bit too cheap. You can play Longoria in cores. I think, like, the mid to low tier is probably where I'm going to end up at third base because the outfield really has some guys I want, and they're pretty attainable. I think a couple of guys in the outfield are definitely underpriced that I want. So I think the, the mid, I'm going to forego Arenado, and I'm going to try to pick one of these, you know, low to mid-tier third baseman. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, or if you want to forego, forego Arenado, you can just jump over to Alex Bregman, which is probably about the same kind, about like an equivalent play. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I like that. I, I think that I think Matt Carpenter is the best, the best bang for the buck play, I guess. Um, I, I also just want to say that Vladimir Guerrero should never be. Oh, yes. I forgot. You know what? I forgot. He's seven bucks. <laughs> Yeah, I think you just like even with against Barrios, like if you're not playing Barrios, I think you just you just play him. 
Yeah, th that was the other. I can't believe that. I had him. I, I saw that uh, on the rankings, and I, I was like, Vlad Guerrero, number one at seven dollars. Can't believe I forgot that today. Uh, who do you, who do you want to throw in here at third base? Carpenter, Vlad, Longoria. I, I, I think that Carpenter's the best, the the better play. But I think Vlad's upside, like for the price, like we just should be playing Vlad until he just like this has like a habit. You're not gonna have crazy ownership on a guy who is just he's gonna be one of the top guys in position in within a matter of like a month and. I just think we play him until he gets, you know, while he's this cheap. Yeah, it's a tough matchup, but the the price is so good. I'll throw him in there. I like um, the guys in the tough matchup at third base today, by the way. I want another guy who's cheap. I wouldn't play him on Yahoo, but I would play him on DraftKings uh, and FanDuel is Travis Shaw. Uh, yeah, uh, shortstop is another position where I I don't really like we, we've got Mark Reynolds and we talked about first base. We talked there's some cheap guys at second base. We've got Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero and a couple other guys that are cheap shortstop i'm not really liking anything you've got Corey seager it's lefty on lefty and he's fine in that and you've got brandon crawford in cores but he'll hit down in the lineup he's just had a horrible season there's like nothing going on with brandon crawford so i'm debating currently going up like correa against a lefty that sounds really good i can get xander bogarts i can get a, a boston player i'm really debating kind of moving up instead of going to the mid-tier or instead of using like I know Brandon Crawford, he's probably going to be highly owned because he's eight bucks. He's had like one good game all season, Bobby. I don't even know if Cora's going to help him right now. He's been great to me lately. Although <laughs> even that, that seven points when he was seven points at 2.8, it actually was a winning me, winning people's slates. Like it was yeah. the best score for shortstops on a couple slates. <laughs> um, he has a four game hitting streaks, hitting his ball the best of, he has of the year and a perfect time going into Colorado. Um, I actually like Brandon Crawford. I think at $8, that's a, that's a place where you could take the savings at a position I don't love, mm -hmm. uh, or you just jump all the way up to, to Trevor story. And uh, that's the other guy. But the real thing is like, I actually think Crawford, the second best play over here. I think the best play is Corey Seager. I don't care that it's a lefty lefty yeah. matchup assuming that he plays. I don't care that he's struggling. This is not going to continue. And he's another one of these guys that is just not this cheap of a player. And he's struggling, but it's all—it looks a lot better than Brandon Crawford struggling. <laughs> yeah, and and we know Seager's a really—he's yeah. a really really good hitter. Like guys go through slumps, and it's it's going to end any any time. Um, Corey Brandon Crawford, you know, might go on through a hot streak one month where he has has a, you know, whatever. But Corey Seager's a guy who's going to hit 300 most years and have 30 home runs and that kind of a hitter for the rest of his career. So let's keep playing guys like him in any matchup. And also, he has no problem with power against lefties even though I think Freed's pretty good. I just, I still like these Dodgers. They're just so cheap. Yeah, I, I'm okay with Seager. I'll, I'll put him in. I'll give you that one over some of the other plays. Because what that allows me to do, I want to go over some of my, uh, the good outfielder plays that I like today. So as much as I like Trout uh, all the time, uh, JD Martinez is way too cheap against uh, Hess today. And Hess is, you know, we always say this guy's one of the worst pitchers in baseball. Hess is one of the worst pitchers in baseball, but it's actually true. Backed up, uh, if you go to Plate IQ here, I'll uh, show off our handy-dandy uh, bullpen stuff as well. Let me get it here for you guys. Uh, so you can see Hess, uh, just a every, red and almost everything. Sure, he doesn't walk righties, and righties haven't hit a bunch of line drives off of him. But uh, a pitcher who's allowing 63% fly balls to J.D. Martinez – that sounds like a home run waiting to happen. And if you go to the leaderboards and you go to the bullpen, you'll quickly see, uh, let's see here, Baltimore, uh, a bottom three bullpen in the league. Uh, lots of red across the bullpen leaderboards as well. So after Hess is gone, you get some easy matchups from the arms out there. Uh, 
JD Martinez should be priced right up there with Joey Gallo, with Yelich, with Trout, in my opinion, today. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm gladly taking that discount. He's one of the first guys on my team. 100%. The first thing I did when I was building my teams on Yahoo today, and I'm not playing a ton over here, but I am playing some. I'm starting to try and get in the habit of playing more because I really, I really like the site. Um, I think that JD, Bryce Harper, and Odubel Herrera are my favorite outfield plays. Hey, we can just pile all that into this lineup, no problem. It, 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 this lineup looks really familiar. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but anyway, but it's those guys, I just, I feel like the prices are just, I, I, like, I understand with Harper, he doesn't look good, but the price is getting to the point where we just got to start playing him, I think. Um, it, it, I, it does that sometimes for the searches for me, too. Um, Where'd he go? Do it twice. Um, yeah, let's talk about Harper. So kind of struggling right now, but you know, you mentioned you, you liked, um, Oh no. Uh, Hudson a little bit, but it's just these splits that Hudson has are just so bad against lefties this year, a five 22 Woba, a three eighty one ISO. These, like you don't even see numbers like this over even a reasonable sample size. And even if you go back to last year, I'll bring up last year's stats, a 366 Woba to lefties. The ISO was down a little bit for Hudson. At least he's smart enough to walk him a bunch. <laughs> That's the one thing you got for Hudson in his favor. Maybe if he can walk the lefties. <laughs> yeah, the, the walks stink on DraftKings. They don't kill you on Yahoo because they award it for you the same as a single. I don't want to, I'm not arguing the hitter side when I say the walks thing. I'm saying yeah. that, that's what I could argue for Hudson. I noticed that in his last outing, he kept walking the lefties and then just getting all the righties out. Um, but I yeah, do the same I, thing if I was him. About Harper. Yeah, is, is the, 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 the walk thing is the one thing that worries me for Harper. Um, but I, I think that he just this price, you just got to you got to play him the long run. It's just it's too cheap. Yeah, he's he's 17. I think that's probably I don't want to fill out everything else for you guys. But this looks like a pretty reasonable lineup. And I think there will be some diversity a little bit. Right. Because we mentioned, is it going to be Seager or Crawford? Did you play up for Correa or Bogarts? Do you do you play Guerrero or do you play Matt Carpenter or Justin Turner because they have a little bit better matchups? Do you go cheaper at second base? Do you play Reynolds or a couple of the cheaper guys? Sometimes, you know, it looks like this is going to be pretty chalky. There is going to be uh, quite a bit of variety, I think, in the cash games on Yahoo today because there's there's just a lot of good cheap choices. Uh, there are There's too many cheap players, but there's so many of them, it, it tends to give you a little bit of variety today. So uh, I think we talked about some of the chalkier guys. Um, I want to spend, uh, I'm going to jump away from Yahoo for a second here. And I want to talk a little bit Slate IQ. Have you been looking at Slate IQ at all, Bobby, over the past couple of weeks? It's more DraftKings related. And the pricing over there is just, one, there's a lot of games today. But the it's the pricing so tight that it's really spread out the ownership over there today. And I know you play a lot uh, over there. So, so what are your thoughts on some of your favorite teams you want to stack? And we can take a look at their ownership and see if they have any type of leverage on Sleet IQ. I'll go to my my uh, script real quick and just see the stacks that I'm sort of focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of, the, you know, these double stackings. And, I, and I, my stacking is very different than other people. I, I tend to do a lot more like three, two, two, ones and three, three, twos. And Bobby, uh, those are those are negative leverage. Those Look at this. They're all negative. <laughs> it's because no one's playing. It's because it's very, very hard to do them right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're doing the same thing everyone else is doing, who's and everybody else is max entering, and not, it's really, really hard to beat those people. So yeah, I, I wanna, I wanna bring up too. I always like talking about the premium stuff we have here on Roto Grinders. Um, so I'm gonna bring over the Squirrel Patrol article from today, um, and see if you happen to read it because it uses a lot of stuff from Slate IQ, and he's like. 
which stack size should you use tonight, right? A real general question. And you, you just kind of go back, and uh, I, I don't know if it's in this article, but each of the past three Tuesdays, uh, I believe, have been 13-game slates. Each of the last three Tuesdays, a five-man stack is one. And each of the last three Tuesdays, it's like a really good player who's also used that five-man stack in a tournament. So on, on the big slates, I'm telling you, Bobby, there's something to the slate IQ. There's no surprise that the five-three has the highest leverage on the huge slates. When you play, when it's like 90% of the entries, it's gonna. It, this is true. I I understand where you're ridiculous, coming. Ridiculous, like I mean, I'm sorry. It's such a. It's so ridiculous because it's such the opposite of <laughs> telling people who are not max multi, max entry. Yes. Um, and the tournaments that I max enter, 100%, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if I can't have the maximum number of entries, it is really, really hard because um, they're going to stack the same team 25 different ways, and I'm not going to be able to do it as many ways. So you're going to have to try and get it exactly and right. Do you play – you do more of the – you'll play, like, the the higher buy-ins, but you won't max enter it. You'll hand-build, like, two or three teams or something. That's more yeah, your like, style, right? Yeah, but, like, tonight I've got – I think I've got, like, 10 entries in the 88 or 12 entries in the $88 mm-hmm. on DraftKings, you know. Mm-hmm. I have 10, 8 to 10 on, yeah, on FanDuel on the 55 and stuff like that too. So I do like to spread it out, but they're mostly built with like three different core stacks and then some pivoting stacks. Yeah, so the, these are always fun. I, I really like the Slate IQ. It really breaks it down. Uh, it's teams. What are a couple of your favorite teams overall? And then we'll move over to Yahoo and we'll talk some more Yahoo stuff. So obviously Boston, but what's cool about Boston is you can stack them a bunch of different ways and they can't have as much crazy ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though we think, oh, they're going to be mega chalk, like if you actually look down. To Nobody's them, mega chalk today, by the way. So I'll happen. tell you that. Yeah. And also maybe they got people could get a little scared off after the, you know, missing yesterday on everybody in the world played everybody from Boston. Um, I don't mind running it back with a plug. I think that like, you know, some, one of the value guys like I'm using on like DraftKings and I know that people make fun of it. And it's funny because all these guys who I get made fun of for playing are the guys who end up winning tournaments. Um, Steve Wilkerson is a cheap guy on DraftKings and Castro is just a guy. Over what, what does DraftKings have against Steve Wilkerson where they're just like, you will be cheap forever, sir. It doesn't matter how many times you, you do it. You it's getting hits too. <laughs> it's like, who's the, uh, there was a. Uh... Now we've got Castro and Shaw at 2,900 also. So you can really pay down. Mm-hmm. And, and you could play Chris Davis at 31 if you want to, but I'm not, or, or Jack, Jack, Jackie Bradley at 32. Those are just some interest. Those are just some, you know, low owned guys to as parts. I also do. I like a little bit of Baltimore, but not a ton. I was going to stack Minnesota, but I decided to scrap it and focus more on Tampa Bay and Houston um, yeah. with some San Francisco and Colorado. I know some of these stacks may sound chalky, but again, I'm not worried about chalk on this slate. And there's plenty of ways to pivot within that stack and find a guy who's going to be low on. Yeah. We Let's actually, I so if, according to our ownership, Tampa Bay, in terms of total ownership, I call it T-Owned, right? Get with a lingo, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh 11th highest owned team. Now, they're all kind of within the uh, the margin of error and like, you know, that range, but they're not going to be one of the top five owned teams tonight. Without a doubt, you've got an absolutely taxed bullpen that had to use their catcher as a relief pitcher last night mm-hmm. um, after a long series in Coors, and they had to use everybody, and they actually made it. They actually said it said before the game yesterday that no matter how much trouble the uh, who was it Kelly um, got into that they had to uh, they were going to let him go they had to let him go um, so th- this is a great spot for Tampa Bay just it, this offense just keeps chugging along and I like a lot of guys in it the guys who I have less interest in um, especially on Yahoo I wouldn't play yeah. probably let's, I, I let's make a Tampa stack here let's have okay. some fun. all right what do you it. got so the guys who I, I mean low makes sense just because he's so cheap over here. 
And then Lau, I like a lot just as a, as a tourney pivot who I don't think people are going to play. Um, by the way, play. Fandu, Yandy's yoked out of his mind. We got to play him. I'm doing my favorite thing on FanDuel. I'm playing my low, low, my low Lau Reynolds Reynolds lineups. Um, uh, Matt, Mar but anyway, it's just kind of funny. I like, <laughs> like all those guys quite a bit today. And I've been, I realized that every time they've been on this, they've been playing and lately I've just seemed to play them. Um, but I like, and then, you know, I personally like fam, uh, and they're, they're tough to stack on Yahoo. Cause you got two, two at first and two at third. I know. Um, and then also the third, third is loaded. That's, that, that's, it's going to hurt them. That's why they're not going to be owned anywhere. Um, all these positions have better plays at them individually except for maybe first with low you could argue because of his mm -hmm. price um but fam on fam low uh, uh low low and i mean it's really just to take your pick i don't you think i want to yandy use, you can play yandy or you can play robertson if you want to spend up elsewhere so we have i don't want to play robertson at a third base position that's pretty look pretty strong i don't even really want to play yandy that much at a third base position is pretty strong that's where it gets tough here so it almost makes you force want to force in their catcher but over here you've got other values at catcher so it's a little bit like why do we need to even pay eight for him when we could pay 10 for ionetta i don't know it's just mm -hmm. maybe a three-man stack is the best way to do it over here on Yahoo. use them with use them with another team i think that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah, I think that's the best way to go, probably. And but also, you know, if you want to throw in other guys like Kiermaier, who are going to be unowned, and as yeah. another, you can play all these guys. It's just it's it's hard to prioritize them over some of the other better plays at the positions. Uh, I think uh, let me bring up the starting lineups page if it's been updated. Uh, I think we got Otani back today. Let's see. Let me check out this Angels lineup. Yeah, we got Otani back in here. He's expensive, so. The the Angels lineup starting to look a little bit better against Norris. Do you have any you have any interest in making an Angel stack with Otani back in there today? No, just Trout. Just Trout. Just one offs. No no Angel stacks. What else you got for me for offense? We we talked about Tampa Bay. Uh, Boston does look like they're going to be pretty chalky, and we already mentioned they are a little bit cheaper than they probably should be. Um, specifically, JD Martinez um jackie bradley jr if you uh you know the bat has him ranked pretty highly today even though he's hitting eighth he's seven bucks and you get part of the boston the ball much harder man yeah like you, you can do that pretty easily you can play moreland uh you could probably you probably want to forego chavis who is priced uh this he's actually priced higher than michael trout i believe tonight uh, overall so probably don't play him but you could play you know, you can play up to six. You could you could make something like this work and still get reasonable pitching on you. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I I really I I, I like the stack a lot. I, I don't know what else to say. It's really it's a great spot for them. Um, you get Heston in that Baltimore bullpen, and again, I'm not so worried about the somewhat chalkiness. So my stacks today might be a little bit chalkier than usual, but they're, again, we're not worried about it. So I like them. I like Houston a lot. Um, and I like, I like the Giants a lot. I actually think that – I'm curious where the ownership's going to end up on them. That's sort of what I'm going to let dictate some of it. But I think the Giants can go off here. They have enough guys that I'm willing to take chances off, and they're so cheap. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that they, they make a lot of sense. And Brandon Belt is my favorite overall play of the day. Um, I do have a couple guys who are specific plays, but those are the offenses that I'm mostly targeting. Yeah, let's look at the Giants. I do know, There is a little bit of rain in Colorado. They, they do tend to play through it. Uh, but I do want to note that's out there. And uh, Roth posted in the weather report uh, on a look ahead, there's probably going to be some PPDs coming up. So if you want to play cores, hey, jam in your cores tonight because you might not get any chance. Just make sure uh, to check the weather on that later. I think that's one of the games with a little bit of rain concern out here. 
Uh, what else do you want to do? We got to play uh, Longoria. Posey? Are we, play, are we paying 16 for Posey? Is Longoria in the lineup? Uh, I didn't get the lineup. I, I thought maybe Sandoval would be in it. Let's see. I haven't looked yet. It probably came out during the show. Yeah. Let's see. We don't oh, have no, it. No. Yeah. Got Sandoval projected. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think I'm playing the third baseman from, I, I, I like, I like third base. <laughs> I don't think I want to play uh, a third baseman from. You're not, you're not going to play Pablo Sandoval over Arenado or Bregman or Carpenter. Or I'm not going to say you won't find any of them on my lineups. I just feel like there's too many good plays and good values to prioritize those guys. All right. Who, who else would you want to add to your giant stack then? So I like, I like, uh, I like, Posey belt, um, panic, and then I would probably add Duggar or uh, I think it probably like, would be Duggar or Crawford. Crawford, I'm sorry. Yeah, Crawford for super cheap. You could yeah, load you up. Like, leave the outfield open. Yeah, you could load up on. Yeah, it leaves the outfield open, which is insane, right? It gives you ultimate flexibility, and then you can even load up on. I mean, you can make Cindergard with. I mean, we didn't really talk up Barrios. But you can make $12 remaining salary work, no problem. Or if you went cheaper than Barrios, you know, if you played the chalk, um, I think McHugh is going to be pretty chalky. I mean, you can even get some Boston exposure into something like this tonight. So this looks like – this actually looks like <clears throat> what's going to be somewhat popular. I think that's going to be a, a popular stack. I keep looking at it, though, and I keep building lineups. I keep going, oh, this is going to be chalky. This is going to be chalky. And I'm like, these are totally different lineups. <laughs> um, it's a weird – It's a, there's, there's, there's places to go tonight. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can find an offense uh, that I was interested in a little bit tonight. So we talked Tampa. We talked, obviously, Boston. They've got the huge total. Um, where was Minnesota coming in on ownership today? So they're like they're like half the ownership, uh, at least. So DraftKings, currently the Giants, Houston, Boston. Those are going to be the three top offenses. Um, and then you're looking at Minnesota, which is about half of all of those guys tonight. So what, what's your overall thought? Uh, on Minnesota's like the fourth own stack, the fifth own stack going up against Toronto. They're hitting home runs all over the place, right? That's what you want out of your fantasy stacks. You want home runs. Minnesota has those in bunches. That looks pretty intriguing to me. Yeah. Tough team to stack uh, also price-wise and everything expensive. You can, uh, you can do whatever you want on Yahoo for the most part. Sure. They're loaded. They're deep. They're, it, I guess what I, more of the thing is, while we think it's easy to pick out targets for them, and it kind of is because they all hit home runs, but they they kind of all hit home runs, so it's like a that's perfect. Bit, yeah, that sounds great. It, no, it is great. No, it is great, but it's also like to try and look at the stack. I'm just saying, like I want to play. People play Rosario, Kepler, and 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 Cruz as the obvious ones, but really, like they've spread it out with Crone and Castro hit a bomb last night, and like just there's just a lot of Blanco, and then well, Scope has been hot lately. So mm-hmm. just like a lot of guys in that lineup that you could go with. I don't think I'm gonna do it though today. I I. I'm sort of banking on that somehow Aaron Sanchez is going to find himself again. I don't know if I'll ever be right about that, but at least not be so terrible. So I'm not, I sort of switched away from them as they were one of my earlier stacks, but I just, I felt like I wanted to focus on the four I liked and then rotate, uh, rotate some other guys in. Uh, the Washington lineup came out. So it's Eaton Robles, Rendon. He's back in there. Uh, Kendrick, Suzuki, Dozier, Defoe, Michael Taylor. So, you know, some good and some bad bats. Um, Squirrel Patrol, uh, I don't want to, you know, give away his whole article, but he mentioned, you know, you get a, an opener, right? Hauser, who's not very good. And then you get Peralta, who everyone's hitting home runs because he just throws his fastball all the time today. What's your thoughts? You get the park upgrade in Milwaukee, a low-owned Washington stack. Are you on with Squirrel? It's really hard for me to argue against anything Squirrel Patrol says. 
Agreed. Although we had a Twitter <laughs> discussion the other day that I didn't agree with, but that was not about, well, it was about DFS, but it wasn't about this yeah. kind of, it was about play, who to play. The, the, um, the DFS stuff, I will agree with him on. I'll say that. <laughs> well, yeah, you might not have agreed with this one take, though. And I would talk about it only off air with you, but I, I'm pretty sure you'd be with me on this one. Um, but I, I think that uh, Rendon being back in the lineup helps a lot. I think it's an interesting way to go. Um, I also think that if Rendon was out, I'd have more interest, but I still think Freddie Peralta is kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to do it. Uh, not on this slate. Um, all right. So I wanted to remind you guys, don't forget on Friday, I'm bringing Chris Gimino out of the woodworks. We're going to do a show. Uh, it's going to be more focused on lineup. It's not really going to be about play Steven Strasburg today, play Noah Syndergaard. That's not the show. We're going to really walk you through lineup HQ. We're going to walk you through the options. How do we use it? How are some different ways to make teams? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, sort of like a weekly show. I think we're going to try and we're going to really get you trying to uh, understand the lineup builder. We've even got some new stuff coming out to make stacks easier for you guys, different types of stacks, really show you what you're kind of making too uh, behind the scenes. I don't know if that'll be out by Friday, um, but we're always working behind the scenes to make the lineup builder better for all the sports. And we want to show you guys, um, we have so much development time and all the tools here in Roto-Grinders between Slate IQ and Plate IQ and Lineup HQ and all, and all the stuff going on that we want to show you guys. There's so much stuff, how to actually use all this stuff to make your lineups better on a daily basis. So um, Mr. Jamino is going to be coming out from that. Uh, he, he works on all the stuff. I use it all the time. And then, uh, you know, every Friday, I think we'll try to get a couple of different people on, on the shows to uh, talk on how to make some tournament teams. So. So keep out, keep your eye out for that uh, coming up on Friday. Uh, Devin, hit me with the QQs. Uh, and if you guys in chat have any of them, start posting them. And uh, we will answer some questions before we get on out of here. I'll scroll back up. Oh, Devin already did that while I was talking. So I got them right here. Uh, so first one from YouTube, Bryce Harper must play in cash. Um, I think on both Yahoo and DraftKings, I mean, it's a 13 game slate. I, I wouldn't say a must play, but I'm probably going to be playing them. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Um, thoughts on a Cubs and Twins parlay? I guess we're talking sports betting now, Bobby. Oh, um, I'm I, <laughs> I'm I'm just interested in betting on the pitching in that game. I'm I, I don't I don't I don't know. It's hard. I like Caleb Smith so much. I don't really want to predict who's going to try and win that game. So yeah. I had a nice uh, streak going on the sharp side app. I was up to like eight or nine and I was trying to get in the lead. I, I missed out on one. I just missed out on, on one win. So I couldn't keep the streak going on that. Um, and once I lost that, I haven't out there today. You, you, you got any teams you really think are going to win today? If you if you had to make a bet out there today? The Dodgers. Well, I mean, would you really say anything other than that? Well, I mean, are they, have they not been, is there not good reason to say that? I mean, are no, they not I mean, they're, they're like one of the best teams in baseball. So <laughs> like, they're positive. I think them in Houston are clearly the best teams in baseball at the moment. Um, anyway, but sorry, uh, I, I lost my train of thought because I just started thinking about the Dodgers. Uh, just the, uh, just to win the game tonight. Uh, I'm going to say, I mean, I think Tampa is going to, I love that offense and I would side with uh, Milwaukee to beat uh than that to beat the nationals i think strasburg is going to get hit and i'm not saying he's going to get lit up but like i like taking some bats against him uh will john lester be better than cole hamill yesterday cole hamill he didn't have a bad performance right he just didn't win you a tournament yesterday exactly and uh, there was a lot of good pitching on the slate yesterday there still is today too so but i i like i, I never like lester i never like hamels either and i liked him yesterday so i like but i like lester yeah i would say 
Lester will be on par or slightly better than him. The guy with the highest K rate in baseball on the other side in that game. Same yeah. game. Just putting yeah. that out there. I like Caleb Smith quite a bit as well. Um, favorite cheap starting pitcher. I mentioned mine was T- uh, Tyler Molly. Uh, I like him for the Reds. There's a lot of righty bats in that Oakland lineup. Uh, at least there should be. I don't know if we have it yet. We do not. But um, with only three lefties, he's, he's really good against the righties. Uh, I'm willing to take that risk today out in Oakland. Uh, who you got for a cheap pitcher? For a cheap pitcher, um, I'm sorry. I just lost my, my my list, and I always like to try and be accurate on these things. Um, my my cheap pitchers, I, I sort of – I've said I'm sort of rotating some of them. I, I think – uh, Quantrill is probably the guy I'll have the most of, but I like Fires and Hudson, I think, as interesting long shot plays. So those are the guys who I'm sort of rolling with with a little bit of Peralta. Um, this one's oh, a best, little... Best one on Yahoo, by the way, is is, is uh, Griffin, uh, what's his name? Uh, Canning. Yeah, the, uh, the Angels pitcher. Yeah. Uh, we'll get out of here on this one. This one's always tough because I like... I like the spot the Pirates are in uh, against Samson, and then you, you got the Rangers bullpen behind them. The problem is that Pittsburgh just doesn't score a lot of their runs by a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to have home. I don't, if, if a team scores 10 and it's like singles and doubles, it's just not, it's not as impactful as if, you know, you get like four home runs from the team today. So these are always things I struggle with. Um, how, how do you approach a team like the, the Pirates today, Bob? So I think that they make a lot of sense as little one-offs or, yeah. or, or things like that. Like on, especially on like FanDuel, you have the prices for guys like uh, Gregory Polanco at 2,800 is really too cheap. Um, Marte is getting a little bit more expensive, but still cheap. Moran is 2.2, although I don't think I would play him because the third base position again. Cervelli's crazy cheap on DraftKings. I'm sort of using it like that. Um, Brian Reynolds, I like a lot as a hitter. I think he's coming along. Samson, I don't think much of, but we just saw this matchup in Texas in the best hitting weather, and they literally did nothing for. And I think they scored mm-hmm. four three runs in the top of the ninth, and then three in the extra innings or yeah, something. It, six, but they Pittsburgh's really don't. Own, I, I like your approach. One offs are like a two or a three man. I don't think I would include them on five man stacks if I was making full teams today. Uh, we got to get out of here. We got Dean and Stevie coming up next uh, on the five o'clock show with Roth. Uh, JSU and Mr. Tuttle on crunch time. So that'll be a good crunch time show. Bobby, thanks for doing the show with me. I got to go put on my Mickey Mouse ears and uh, eat some Mickey Mouse ice cream and continue my vacation from the couch down here. So uh, thanks everyone for watching. Don't forget Friday, we're going to start doing those uh, lineup HQ shows, uh, show you how, how we use it behind the scenes to kind of make our lineup. So make sure you tune in for that. That's all I got for you. Thanks for watching everybody. Uh, we out show. Welcome to another edition of Turd Ferguson and the Monkey Knife Fight, guys. If you haven't seen this before, I'm giving you five of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't signed up for it yet, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% deposit bonus up to your first $50. That's free money. You don't even have to do anything but play through it. And you don't have to do research because I'm giving you the props you need to play. So simple, free money. All you need to do is sign up using the promo code. Get in there and get your free money. I got five props for you today, including my late night dagger, which features a two out of three rapid fire in the Mets game. All right, let's get to my level one prop here is a two out of two rapid fire in the Boston game. 
All right, first off, we have Betts versus J.D. Martinez. Real simple for me. These guys are equal hitters, but you're getting the tiebreaker with Betts. A lot of situations, Martinez does not end up getting a hit here. And in that case, Betts gets the win regardless. Lots of cases, they end up with the same, and Betts gets the win regardless. Some situations, J.D. Martinez just wins, but this is what happens in fantasy. And nothing's a sure thing, but this one is a very good prop. Next up, Bogarts versus Benintendi. Run slash RBIs, Bogarts has the tiebreaker. So, super simple here. You go with Bogarts in a very volatile category where Bogarts has a decent chance of hitting in Benintendi. He's batting, Benintendi's going to be batting in front of him. Bogarts hits him in. That's an RBI for one and run for the other. Bogarts win because of the tiebreaker. Benintendi has Bradley and Vasquez hitting in front of him, whereas Bogarts has the best hitters in the league hitting in front of him and some great ones hitting behind him. He has a more chance bigger chance of scoring you roll with Bogarts next up we have my level two prop which is a two out of two rapid fire in the Tampa Bay game all right this one's one of the symbols props on the board here Pham and Garcia are pretty much locks here uh both of them have much easier matchups going against Clark who is not a major league caliber pitcher at this moment he will be soon but he is not very good right now Pham better hitter than Walker Pham better matchup than Walker Fam is the better play than Walker, and he's getting the tiebreaker in a volatile category. Rays expected to score on five runs. Cart or Diamondbacks expected to score on three and a half. You take Fam. Garcia, kind of the same situation, less volatile category, and Garcia is not the better hitter than Peralta, but Peralta is going to be facing a long reliever in Beats that is left-handed. So lefty lefty is not very good. Peralta is in some tough shape here, and he will likely not end up with a hit. Or if he does, Garcia probably is just as likely to end up with a hit. You take Garcia. All right, next up we have a two out of three rapid fire in the Milwaukee game, my level three pro. All right, so first we have Yelich versus Shaw. I'm actually giving up the tiebreaker here. Not terribly happy about it, but Yelich is one of the best hitters in the league right now. Absolutely crushing it. I'm taking Yelich, even though he's giving up the tiebreaker. Just you don't even need to hear more than that. Yelich is just a better hitter, and he's batting higher in the lineup. Next up, Rundall versus Mustakas. Run slash RBIs. Rundall has the tiebreaker. Milwaukee is only projected for four runs here. They have a tough matchup versus Strauss. Decent chance if Rundall gets hit in, it's because of Mustakas. So those cancel each other out. Got the tiebreaker with Rundall and a tough matchup where neither of them are that likely to score. Next up, we have Eaton versus Robles. And I am taking Eden. Eden has platoon split. Washington is only projected for four total runs in this game. So volatile category. Robles is probably going to be hitting an Eden if he hits in anyone. So all signs point towards Eden here. I'm taking Eden. Next up, we have my level four prop, which is a two out of three rapid fire in the Philly game. All right, so this one's pretty darn simple for me here. Harper has the better matchup than Goldschmidt, is the better hitter, and has platoon split. They're, and they're projected for to score more runs here. Harper's one of the best plays on the board. Volatile category in run slash RBIs. He has the tiebreaker. Hudson, way worse than Noel. I'm not buying until Noel struggles this season. And Goldschmidt is not doing great lately. Has been cold and in a slump. So I'm rolling with Harper. Not even a question in my mind. Next up, Ozuna versus Carpenter. This one's a little bit tougher here. I am going with Ozuna just because he's the much better hitter right that simple total bases he has the tiebreaker it's a better hitter both of them have a tough matchup decent shot that neither of them end up with a hit here 
but I'm rolling with Ozuna. Next up, Real Muto versus Martinez. Real Muto is the better hitter right now. Real Muto is going up against Hudson, which is the much better matchup, and he has the tiebreaker. Don't overthink this at all. Real Muto is the play. All right, guys, last up, we have my late night dagger. But before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. You do that, it helps us, and it lets you know when these videos come out so you can get the picks in before they go down. Try and keep them up all day. Most of the time we do, but any number of things can happen that can change them. So now let's get to my late night dagger, which is a two out of three rapid fire in the Mets game. All right, so Cano versus Machado. Machado might be the better pitcher, but Cano's going against Quantrill in, what, his second start ever, and he's not that great of a pitcher. Cindergaard is a fantastic pitcher, and he is going against Machado, who is righty. So righty, righty, while Cano has the platoon split, lefty versus righty here. Cano is getting the tiebreaker. You take Cano. Very simple. Next up, Conforto. Getting the tiebreaker is the better hitter than Myers. Mets have a higher projected team total at four compared to less than three and a half. So Myers is probably not going to end up with a run slash RBI, in which case if neither of them end up with one, you win. And Conforto is the better hitter with platoon split, not even a question in my mind. You go with Conforto. Next up, Ramos versus Hosmer. Equally as good hitters, but Ramos has the much better matchup with Quantrill. It's volatile category. Mets are projecting for more runs. And Ramos is getting the tiebreaker. Everything points towards Ramos. This is the simplest prop on the board. Everyone has a massive advantage in each category and is getting the tiebreaker. And there's not that many runs projected to be scored. This is my favorite prop of the night. You take it. You move on. You get free money. All right, guys. I am out of here. Good luck on all your props. We'll be back again later on the week. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't forget to sign up using the Roto Grinders promo code GRINDERS. Get on there, get free money, get out. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
is going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7804. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 5 o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time, which of course makes it time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It is called Roto Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today is one Stevie TPFL. Stevie, how's uh, you just said to me right before the slate, you said you like the slate. I want to hear why you like it. This is a, it's a big one. It's a 13 gamer. Uh, it feels kind of sort of something like yesterday's cores and the pitchers while good are just not as good but we're, we have another, uh, a strong collection of pitchers i would imagine uh well g- give me give me your overall screenshot as far as the slate how are we attacking it tell me why you like it yeah really good pitchers like you said you know always always like slates that we have you know multiple options there's not going to be like a a standout like cheap value pitcher that's chalky or you know, I, I think Syndergaard is going to be pretty popular up top, but I, I feel like with all the options, like it's a great tournament slate. Uh, we got pitchers to pick on. We have good hitting environments in certain places. We have terrible weather in certain places. So it, it's just, it's, it's really good. Like all around a lot, a lot of edge, a lot of edge on the slate. But what about people that say never again, like never, I'm just not going to play the Red Sox ever again because they were terrible yesterday. That's even better. Like that, that helps the slate, right? Like, let's just go right back to the well. Yeah. Yesterday did not go uh, all that well for the Almanac. I opened up the wrong page, apparently. The, my lineups were, were very poor. Uh, wh- wh- how did the yesterday go for you, out of curiosity? Yeah, I had a good night. Um, won a NASCAR tournament yesterday and then followed it up with uh, having a good night in baseball. So there was NASCAR on Monday because it was canceled on Sunday? There was rain or something like that? Rain, yeah. They tried really hard to get it in on Sunday, and, like, every time they'd try to get the track dry, it, like, started raining again. Where was this? Were you actually uh, there in person or no? No, no. Um, I don't do Dover. Um, it's in Delaware. I, I should do Dover, though, Dean. Like, I can bet there. Like, they have a casino that is, like, almost connected to the track. Like, I should do Dover, but I don't. It's a long trip, though, for you. It's over all the way up the coast, man. Like, would you? I guess you'd fly? I don't know. You, yeah, I'd fly, fly to that one. I fly yeah. to Texas, and I fly to Indy. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely fly to Dover. I didn't know Delaware likes their NASCAR. That's news to me. Is that is, is that a popular track? Oh yeah, it's it's because of the track. It's like a mild track, and like the top of the banking is like a story from like the bottom of the banking. It's a super bank track, so yeah, it's it's fun. Tell the people about your NASCAR package if they're not aware. This is your niche, obviously. Yeah, NASCAR package. Um, we just reduced the season long price. You can get the whole rest of the season for two hundred fifty bucks. Um, breaks down. There's twenty five races left, so ten bucks a week, which is you know three dollars a week savings. And uh, we'll have something for the All Star race too, so you'll get an extra week in there if you're season-long subscriber what's the all-star race it's where all the winners from last year and anybody that got a poll um they they're automatically qualified in the all-star race and then they have three open races so three people will race their way in and then the most popular driver will race their way in and it's just uh it's a race for a million bucks they have like four stages it's it's win or go home pretty much like they they tear some shit up it's legit like ricky bobby style yeah, like you, you want to win a million bucks for first place, and I think second place is like, uh, like the fourth. home version. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a Q, basically. Yeah, like go go get the first place. You want the top top heavy payout. I was just gonna ask if they kind of clown around or not, like typical All Star. Well, I guess the NBA, depending on baseball, it it matters now in baseball, uh, which is a whole other conversation. But uh, yeah, okay, I wasn't aware that's a thing. I I, I didn't know they had a NASCAR uh, All Star game. Good for them. That's a fun idea. Uh, did want to mention also, you know, how we're always doing the premium peak as far as, um, you know, every single, you know, we set aside a certain amount of time on the show to give you a little peek behind the, the you know, uh, 
the paywall as far as you know what's going down uh, as far as Rotogrinders Premium. Uh, Jamino, uh, you know, Jamino from such thing as ownership and basically everything behind the, the paywall as far as uh, having his team kind of make things work as far as a lot of the tools you guys see. Uh, Britt and Jamino are going to be doing a special show on Friday focusing on Lineup HQ, uh, delving more into the stuff we kind of give you guys a peek on. Uh, let you know uh, it basically how to use, how to apply Lineup HQ, how to build the lineups through Lineup HQ. They're going to be setting aside about 40 minutes or so. I believe it's 1 o'clock on the East Coast. Uh, I don't know this for certain, but I would imagine that you could also catch a replay. I don't know if you have to watch it live, but uh, yeah. Okay, so I believe it will be available on the replay as well. But uh, 1 o'clock on the East Coast, it's Jamino, it's Britt. They're going to be delving into uh, Lineup HQ. They're, I think they're actually literally going to build out 20 lineups and show you how that works and just show you how you can give the rules and things of that sort. How much, How much? Uh, you know, as opposed to like a, you know, building lineups by hand or building lineups through Lineup, lineup HQ, which do you prefer? Does it depend on the, on the night? Depends on the, the the night, the sport. Like for football, I'll, I'll roll, roll out 150 teams in a low-dollar contest, and it's just fun. Um, NASCAR used uh, the lineup builder to build about 140 teams each week. Um, and then for like baseball, there'll be slates where like I want to play like 20 teams and I'll build 20 teams in the um, lineup HQ. But I use lineup HQ for more than that. Um, you know, when I'm building teams for baseball, I always build teams by hand for baseball and my three to five teams, but I use it for just having all the data in one place right in front of me. Do you also want to mention if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like, and subscribe, jump on over here to Rudder Grinders as well. Uh, you know, Hey, Devin, our, our fabulous multitasking producer, producer, he, uh, he's going to take your questions. You guys ask in there, copy and paste them, fire them in the Rudder Grinders chat. We'll do our best to knock out as many questions as possible. At the end of the show, we usually set about uh, set aside about ten minutes, give or take, depending on the how yappy we may or not be uh, may not be a particular day. Uh, and again, if you guys are of course in the Rotor Gardens chat, just feel free to ask your questions straight in the Rotor Gardens chat. And uh, hold on, hold off on those for now, for the most part, unless they kind of pertain to the conversation, I suppose. But we are at a forty-five second delay, so we'll be jumping back and forth. Nonetheless, uh, all right, Stevie, we t- we kind of focus on the big picture. Uh, you know how how we're attacking the slate. Of course, there is cores. Of course, there is Boston. In Baltimore, once again, against another terrible pitcher. Uh, they're locked in for nine innings. Things didn't go well yesterday. Should go well today. But uh, we usually kind of start at the pitchers. And uh, you wanted to talk about, no surprise, you like Thor. Yeah, it's hard not to like him, right? Only one lefty projected to be in this lineup. A lot of righties coming off of his best game he's had in years. Um, you know, absolutely dominating performances last time out. And then, like, to put the icing on the cake, like, He's in San Diego, and Bill Miller is behind the plate. Like, you know, he gets the friendliest pitchers umpire, right-handed heavy team, coming off of a really good game. Like, everything lines up for Syndergaard being, like, my SP1 in cash. Um, and I'm going to use him quite a bit in tournaments tonight. Like, I love his upside just in general here. So, like, Syndergaard's my guy up at the top today for sure. Yeah, like my concern with Syndergaard to some degree is that maybe like he had a, a a showcase game last time out where I think he did something that hasn't happened in years where uh, he won a one nothing complete complete game shutout game where he scored the only run he banged out a solo homer uh, and I, you know as games go I think people kind of took notice of that and he's also kind of a big name and he's also one of those guys that like his stats aren't always as good as his name may suggest so uh, I'm just kind of thinking in terms of ownership for sure and cash games that's where I want to get. Uh, as far as two pitcher sites, we'll talk about it. I want to, if I can make Caleb Smith and, and Thor work, then that's what I want to work. And I was reading the Jesus article today. I was happy to see he thought the same thing, but I may have to, it's, it's an interesting push pull 
uh, as far as the slate because there are a lot of good bats I want to get to. I don't know how much I will be, uh, you know, kept away for those bats. I, I might want to grab those extra two bats and step down to a cheaper SP2 that we'll talk about shortly. Uh, and you talked about the splits there, Stevie. You fire up the old uh, plate IQ, uh, project a lineup for San Diego, but like, as we know, they're just not just going to create a bunch of lefties overnight. They're probably just going to have the one there in Hosmer. Uh, and Thor, as far as the Ks, the last two years, 21.9% versus lefties, but 27.7% against righties. And I believe San Diego this season have struck out the most against righties. And also, you know, we're expecting France to be in there. We're expecting Myers to be in there collectively, striking out at 23.7% versus righties the last two years. It just feels like a really, really strong play as far as Thor. Um, your alternative plays, uh, who else are you looking at as far as your pitchers? Yeah, but you you know you talked about Caleb Smith. Uh, it's an incredible spot for Caleb Smith here. Like this game projected, what what did it open at? Like seven and a half, right? Um, I think it's six and a half. Last I saw, unless it's changed. Okay, yeah. So six and a half. We talked in the podcast, and like I thought this game was going to open at seven, and it, you know six and a half is even better. Wind blowing in twelve miles an hour at Wrigley is already a huge difference, and then let's make a game in the mid forties. So um really good spot for pitching don't really like the bats here Caleb Smith has continued to show us that this kid's legit um his stuff is really good so I like Caleb Smith I think I'm going to use Colin McHugh as my SP2 in cash um I think that you know that there's no safety in baseball whatsoever there's no floor but Colin McHugh's in a good spot you know facing a Royals team that probably going to get a couple runs against him I don't think he'll have clean game here but I do think like his price compared to Caleb Smith with Thor, I'm able to get some extra bats in there. And like you said, you know, there's plenty of bats today. I want to get these guys in there. Yeah, that was my SP2 as well, too. As far as my cash games, those are the three I'm kind of jumping back and forth on. Those are the three that I want to make work. I picked two of those three, and most definitely I want Thor. Um, as far as the Marlins, as far as the weather against the Cubs, you know, we talked about the weather edge yesterday, uh, Ross Weather Tool, which is pretty awesome. This is a pretty big sample size. Based upon the current weather conditions right now in Chicago, based upon 62 previous games that match those conditions, uh, the home run expectancy is negative uh, 47.5%. And the Marlins, of course, it went out yesterday in that weather, which is like shocking. And it was birdie of all people. Um, uh, Minus 10.5 as far as a run expectancy and a ERA, uh, the ERA minus 19.8% as well, too. So, uh, yeah, runs are expected to be at a premium today in Chicago. And uh, we'll talk about Lester in a second, too, which I think nobody likes to roster Lester. But you talk about Caleb Smith. You talk about all-star teams. Just Caleb Smith is, without question, the Marlins' representative, unless something really, really goofy happens. I don't know. Who's the second best player in the Marlins, Stevie? Um, Outside of Caleb Smith, probably Trevor <laughs> Richards. Yeah, I mean. They have yeah. talented pitching. It's just a couple of them are not ready for the big league level, and uh, they got some work to do. But, like, Caleb Smith and Richards are are legit. Uh, Caleb Smith has the biggest K rate on this slate amongst all the pitchers that are rolling up. A bigger bigger than Strasburg, big, bigger than Hunjin Ryu, bigger than Thor, bigger than Barrios. Thirty three point six percent this season, backed by a sixteen point eight percent swing and strike rate, which ranks. Wait for it, Stevie. That's the second best swing and strike rate in all of baseball this year among qualified starters. Um, I was looking at the list today. You know, there was it, it was pretty standard, but Dylan Bundy was like number nine, which kind of surprised me. I was like, oh, Dylan Bundy surprised me. Uh, I think Scherzer was number one or Snell. Maybe it was Shell or Snurz. I think those are the guys that kind of sandwich him. Uh, tricky part, of course, is the Cubs can be a little bit patient 
They don't strike out a ton either, but we keep talking about as far as that ballpark to suppressing runs. And Caleb Smith has given up, I think, eight runs this year and four homers. So most of his runs this year have come via the homer, assuming that a couple of guys were on base as well. And, you know, the ballpark conditions today suggest that home runs will be uh, less likely. doesn't mean they can't happen. Uh, so I, I really like Caleb Smith. Of course, the sites have uh, adjusted their prices. So he's no longer the guy that was once 7K. You, you got to pay. You got to admit that, that was good times. But now uh, you got you to pay full price. And maybe this still is. This is probably the fair price. This is probably what he should be. What about Johnny Lester on the other side? Like he's Nobody likes the roster Lester, but he gets to face those uh, future Marlins. Yeah, like Lester, Lester, Lester just is not a huge K guy. Um, he's fine. Like any other slate, like probably like tomorrow's slate. We've had two days of good pitching. Tomorrow's slate's probably gonna be ugly. I haven't even looked at it, but I, I wish I wish he was a little bit cheaper. But I, I think he's certainly in play. Um, you know, he's probably a guy that's gonna go out there and likely get you fifteen to twenty. If he gets the win, it's probably closer to twenty. If he doesn't get the win, it's probably closer to fifteen. I think Lester's more interesting on Fanduel because I do think the quality start is very doable here um, against the Marlins. Yeah, he's also been a fraud, right? If he, you know, as far as a he's not coming. good. He's not the same John Lester that was with the Red Sox. But Stevie, he's got a one seven three ERA this year. What are you talking about? He's not good. Yeah, four point three xFIP since the start of last year. <laughs> who's who's luckier than John Lester? He's got a two thirty one BABIP this year, which is. You know, absolutely ridiculous that, that that should come up. His strand rate, his left on base percentage, Stevie, is 96.2%. That's an absurd number. Uh, and yeah, the ERA, of course, 1.73. But like you said, the XFIP, 3.45. The Sierra, 3.75. Uh, he's just been, uh, you know, it's smoke and mirrors, right? He's obviously not the same dude he was years ago. And like you said, if you extended out the last two seasons, I have those numbers as well, too, in 207 innings. Uh, he has a 3.12 ERA, but uh, a 4.47 Sierra. Uh, a two eight three Babbitt, which is a little bit higher, obviously. Uh, yeah, he's he's certainly been lucky, but he's facing a Marlins team that's terrible. They don't strike out a ton for what it's worth. Uh, but Granderson looks like he's cracked the lineup. Alfaro, there's some K's in there. There's no O'Brien, which is disappointing because that guy strikes out every time he's up. Um, and there's not a lot of speed on the Marlins. So like he, mm-hmm. you know, where Lester gets in trouble is he gets guys on. Um, it's just there's not a lot of speed. So. I think Lester's very playable today. He's not my favorite. I have a lot of upside pitchers that I like on this slate, like that we haven't even talked about yet. Well, give me some. What do you want to jump into? Uh, my favorite tournament pitcher on this slate is Max Fried um, against the Dodgers. I don't think I've pitched a pitcher against the Dodgers all season, but kid's super legit. His stuff is really legit. Like, you want to talk about young pitching that's really good, and that's the Atlanta Braves, like Fried, Sorica, uh, Tuki Toussaint. Like, they have a lot of talent, and – Yes, the Dodgers walk a lot against left-handed pitching, and that's super concerning. But they're still going to have, like, three lefties in this lineup, even with Jock out of the lineup. They're still going to have Muncie, Seager, and Bellinger in there. And this kid is just so good. He he gets so many ground balls. It could blow up in my face, and they could, they could you know, punch him in the mouth here. But I love the upside for Freed. He's going to have very low ownership. Um, projected ownership's very low, and – Nobody likes to play pitchers against the Dodgers, and this is a West Coast game. Like, everything lines up for Freed being very low-owned, and I'm just going to roll the dice on him tonight. Yeah, well, that, that you kind of hit in the, one of the things I was concerned with. Freed, historically, you know, can get a little wild at times, and that Dodger team, if you look at the, the foot IQ again, 
it, it's dummy proof. Just, just it's green or it's red, right? And all the green is popping as far as uh, walking. Collectively, they walk at 11.5%. Uh, you know, Turner, the Leprechaun will walk, will walk 14.5. Kiki at top, 11.3%. And when those guys aren't walking, they, they have green uh, that pops as far as the ISO. It pops as far as the WOBA. Uh, and also, it's like free. It's not cheap. So, like, I, I just, I, I get, I like him. I think he's a talent, but I think I'm just going to check back in four or five days. That, that, that's sort of my issue. It's like, if he was cheap, like, if you kind of gave me a reason to do it, I don't well, see my incentive. It's like the upside and the 2% projected ownership on him right now. Okay, but, like, he's got to beat, you know, Lester, and he's got to beat, uh, I guess, Nola we can talk about, who's just not, I mean, we, Nola's just not been good, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's going to come back and it's going to bounce back. But as of right now, I just again we're not getting a discount on Ross Green. Well, why aren't we getting like the the best buy? This TV's got a debt and it's going to be forty percent off. You know, right now, no one's got a debt in them, so I want a discount. We're not getting it, so it's a pass for me. Like, can it come back tonight? Sure. Do you remember when you lived in Florida and you get those appliance threat commercials all the time? <laughs> the guy in Orlando, yes, you pay too much. Yes, that's, right. that's for like four people that's, out there. That's what you just. You, that's what you made me think of right now when you just said he, has he puts a his hands out, right? He puts his, yep. Yeah, it was like on like a four in the morning. It's right. Like, it, was, it played right before or right after the family auto mark commercials, which are also hilarious. Remember those or no? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> our commercials are the worst. Um, as far as Aaron Nola goes, he's going to get it right eventually, and he's facing a pretty right-handed heavy team. He's interesting for tournaments. Um, I still like Carpenter. I still like Goldschmidt. I still like the bats a little bit against him, but the thing that kind of concerns me the most when I'm looking at Aaron Nola tonight is, like, this game is a straight pick Dean. Like, why is Aaron Nola against Dakota Hudson a pick game? That's a good question. Um, like, yeah. Zero respect for the Phillies' bats and zero respect for Aaron Nola. That is interesting. Yeah, we saw this yesterday with Scherzer versus uh, Chassin, uh, which is kind of, you know, kind of a, to a different extent, obviously. Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. But, uh, and Philadelphia is supposed to have this great lineup, right? Like, I know they haven't completely shown up this year, but the, the names are legit. We'll talk about a guy like Bryce Harper soon enough, who, and Hudson, and, and uh, you know, the samples aren't huge, but he's been absolutely dreadful versus lefties. Um, that, that is weird. That, that, and then, you know, Nola historically better versus righties than versus lefties, and the St. Louis lineup is you know, loaded, obviously, with righties with the exception of what Walt Wong at the bottom and Carpenter at the top. Um, yeah, Vegas is begging you to bet NOLA, huh? <laughs> That's what it seems like they're doing. Pretty much. And, like, there's a couple lines that stood out to me today, like the Brewers Nationals Strasburg against the openers slash Freddie Peralta. Like, that game's a pick with, like, money being bet on Milwaukee a lot. So, like, you know, like, two decent – like, why, well, like we're, they're not even decent. Like, they're good pitchers. Strasburg and Aaron Nola, two good pitchers against two not-so-good pitchers. And, uh, you know, they're facing good teams. Like, the Cardinals are good. The Brewers are really good. But, like, it's just odd when you see lines like that. You, you kind of get a little concerned. Side note, we're getting a couple dudes back today. And Anthony Rendon, speaking of that Washington lineup, it definitely looks better. It's not complete. They're still without uh, Soto and Zerman and Adams. But Rendon is back today. Uh, you talk about Peralta being the presumed, uh, you know, long man, which I, it's a great thing for him if you're going to be on the Peralta side, but it's super scary just because he's been just pummeled. And we've seen his upside. His upside is like it's happened before where he's thrown like 12, 13, 14 strikeouts in a game. I can't say it's going to happen today necessarily, but, you know, risk reward, 
you know, do Ricky Bobby style, I guess he's your pitcher to consider in tournaments. Uh, I like Griffin Canning, great young stuff by the, by, by, by the youngster. He looked good in his first game, kind of scuffled late. Uh, you know, he, he, uh, he would, I think he was going well for three or four innings or so. And at the fifth inning, he landed himself in some trouble and he's not going to go particularly long because, you know, kid gloves, there, there's no reason to push them too hard. And I think DK and fans draft kind of bumped them up a little bit too hard, uh, too hard as far as the price. Uh, but Vandal is like six, five, six, 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 seven. Don't mind him. I mean, he was, you know, he, he flashed. The swinging strike rate was like 22% or something goofy in a small sample. Obviously, that's not going to sustain. But he's a legit prospect in baseball, top 35, top 40, depending on where you look and who you ask. But that, that, that's a for real arm. Uh, you have any interest in a guy like Canning? Again, I think it's probably Fandle only for me. Yeah, I love Canning. I hate the umpire that's behind the plate for Canning, but I like the upside at the price on Fanduel. I wrote him up today um, for lineup HQ, sixty seven hundred over there. It's just a massive discount. Like when you're comparing Fanduel and like DraftKings and fantasy draft pricing, like it's just a massive discount. And like Yahoo, he's really cheap on Yahoo too, and that's a two pitcher site. So I can't play Yahoo in Florida, but he would be somebody I'm looking at um, over there. Um, I, the upside the upside's legit like this guy has um a very very good slider um you know that's gonna be like that's his electrifying strikeout pitch and like we see all these young guys come up with really good fastballs and they just don't have a strikeout pitch like have to have a k pitch if you want to pitch in the bigs and like he has a k pitch we kind of mentioned strasburg's name in passing right but like you know this is sort of this is the same matchup that scherzer had yesterday and you know it's not a great ballpark, obviously. Um, there's some good power hitters over there. I, I don't really know what to do with Strasburg. I, I think he's interesting for tournaments, just like we said Scherzer was interesting for tournaments yesterday. And uh, I'm a little bit conflicted. We're, we're, I mean, as far as my cash games, it's just not happening. At least I don't plan on it happening. But where are you at as far as uh, Strasburg? Yeah, you're getting Strasburg at like a massive projected ownership like discount today because of the matchup against Milwaukee. Didn't play any Scherzer yesterday. I think he put up, what, 27 fantasy points or something? 10 like, Yeah, he had a great game. Like, the upside is certainly there. This team, even though they have a ton of power, um, you know, can strike out. You know, they're missing a couple pieces today. Like, Ben Gamble's batting fifth for them today. Like, you know, I think that really depends on how many teams you're building. If you're mass multi-entering, I get exposure to Strasburg tonight because he's projected so low. Like, you can play Dean, you can play ten percent Strasbourg and you're projected to be double the field on him tonight. I and that wasn't know, even a Dean joke. I was just it was more of I just saw that he was projected for five percent. If I'm making ten lineups, I'll play one with stress. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not taking a stand. I'll just go with the field. Um it's it's not you're a doubling the field at that point though. Like he's projected for five percent because he's facing Milwaukee. Yeah, five percent seems a little low to me, but uh I guess. I mean, everybody's going to roster th- or Syndergaard, right? Is that what's going to happen? Well, what's this projection? Got to be 35, 40%? Oh, I just switched back from FanDuel. Hold on. I pulled back DraftKings. Oh, no worries. Uh, what, as we're, you're kind of shuffling for that, what, what's your thought? Like, I guess it depends upon the situation, depending upon the player and all that. Uh, Jose Barrios, why is he so much better on ho- at home than, than versus the road? Dude, I've said this so many times. Like, you know, as somebody that pitched before, like, it makes a difference, like, sometimes just how you sleep in beds and like how you wake up and like uh, the atmosphere, the mound, the mound could be different. Like he could have the mound exactly how he wants it at home. And, you know, they, they do everything that he wants on the mound at home. And like, 
maybe it's just the mound and maybe it's a little bit different on the road and it's just throwing his it, it's more like pitching is a rhythm thing so like when you're when you're pitching and you don't have the rhythm like of being able to do everything the same every time like it just throws you off so maybe it's something that's throwing him off but you know the kid has really good stuff he has strikeout upside here against the Toronto Blue Jays I hate home road splits for baseball but I look at it for pitching because, like I said, I think that there's certain things that, like, we'll never know what it is. But obviously, like, why does Matt Carpenter hit better in the leadoff spot than he does in, like, the three or four hole? Like, (laughs) just stuff we're never going to, like – like, there's no statistic that's going to come out and say why. Okay, so a couple things. Um, uh, Maybe we'll show this on the premium peak, although I don't know if this is premium necessarily. Uh, The plate IQ page, I just pulled it up for Barrios versus Toronto, right? We talked about how it's dummy-proof. And it's just reds and greens, essentially, in different shades of. Uh, the K percentage, as far as this Toronto lineup versus righties the last two seasons, Stevie, every dude, all nine, pop, different shades of red and pink and uh, I don't know what else, uh, any sort of version of that. It's, uh, it's really, really tempting. And, like, the only reason not to play Barrios is because his home road splits stink. And maybe that is a reason because that is legit. And, like, I remember a couple of years back we had a former major league pitcher, Zach, you know, Zach Miner used to come on the shows, uh, you know, sometimes and he would talk to us about, you know, he was a pitcher and he would say certain mounds he just didn't like, certain mounds he loved. And uh, and these are things that, like, you know, we don't really, you know, quantify, right? We don't really dig into so much. As, I don't know which is a good mound. And I guess it depends upon who the pitcher is and, you know, whose foot uh, is landing on it. Uh, you know, some people like a certain mounds, other people don't. But um, there is absolutely a K upside against this Toronto team. Uh, 28.5% as far as mileage on the start there is the catcher. Not one player in this lineup, Stevie, not one, has a K percentage lower than 23.2% versus righties the last two years. That's Yeah, they strike out a ton. Um, strike out more against sliders and curveballs and sinkers, but they do strike out. Uh, by the way, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, as far as the, the Atlanta Dodger game, you like Freed to some extent. Not Again, I, I hear you. For me, it's, I think he's a good pitcher. I just don't think it's just a spot. What's wrong with Hunjin Rio on the other side? The concern has always been, like, I mean, he's been amazing as far as K's this year. He's been amazing as far as not walking anybody this year. Uh, his manager, Dave Roberts, actually let a pitch this year. I think the last two times out, you know, he's cracked 100. Yeah, 107 last time out was for his price count, uh, 105 before that. I, I, You know, again, not the greatest matchup against an Atlanta team that doesn't strike out a ton. Pretty nice ballpark uh, for what it's worth. But I think Rio's in the conversation too, right? Not for me. Um, Braves are a top five team in baseball against left-handed pitching. They have been since the start of last season. Like, up and down the lineup, they just have guys that hit left-handed pitching. Like, they bring in Camargo, Swanson. All these guys hit left-handed pitching. And Ryu's been fantastic this season. And, like, I've used him a bunch because, they're like you said, Dave Roberts is letting him pitch. But Albies, Donaldson, Acuna – um Swanson Flowers Camargo like all hit left-handed pitching and like even Freeman in the lefty-lefty matchup um like he he strikes out under 20 percent he walks a lot he works counts like there's just not a lot of strikeouts here like you know Donaldson's strikeout rate is really high against lefties you know since the start of last season but if we go back to like 2017 the last time Donaldson was healthy like he is right now like, he was one of the best hitters in baseball against left-handed pitching. So, and you remember, like, we played Donaldson against lefties all the time when he was with oh, yeah. Toronto. So, I, for me, I think Ryu is really legit this season. It's just the matchup. I just don't see a ton of upside in this matchup. 
do want to mention uh, our fabulous multitasking producer D, D train Devin is dropping a, a link in the chat. There's a, uh, there is a free roll on fantasy draft. I believe tonight. Yeah. $400 free roll uh, user appreciation free. Well, I just got that email uh, right before the show started. So if you guys, uh, yeah, doesn't cost you anything, go ahead and play that. And then, you know, hit up with a couple other contests as well as, uh, as you're on the site. Um, anything else to finish on as far as pitchers? I've heard some talk as far as Mad Bum. You know, Mad Bum, of course, is kind of a name. <laughs> no, terrible okay. idea. No, I, I look, is he, he's not <laughs> cheap enough to consider outside of like Story and Arenado, like maybe. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not on the Mad Bum side either. So I, I agree with you. I'm not laughing at it, but I'm not getting there. I'm laughing at it. Don't play him. He's terrible. Yeah. Uh, terrible and, spot. I'm just trying to think of a cheap pitcher, and like that's the problem is I don't like the. Like cheap if you pitchers. want a cheap pitcher and you want like upside, take Tyler Molly. Like I didn't like him on the podcast when we were doing the podcast um, last night this morning, um, but like the one thing that stood out to me when I was doing more research on it is like there are a lot of strikeouts um, against this Oakland team with curveballs or sliders. It's sliders, and he throws a slider quite a bit. So, like if you want boomer bust take molly and it's super boomer bust yeah there's a couple things working in his favor they're jumping from the al to the uh, the al to the al obviously not not beneficial but uh a massive positive ballpark shift from a, a pitching perspective there uh and his splits lefty righty splits are really really dramatic i remember looking at it last time he was facing um a bunch of lefties and he's given up like this is off the dome but it's like 17 homers in like 75 innings versus lefties in his career and if you fire up the you know uh, the plate iq it, it'll show the iso versus lefties is 267 the wova versus lefties is 415 which is insane uh and he's you know much better against righties obviously as far as the oakland side they're more righty heavy uh it is worth noting uh, this is the day that everybody's coming back otani's coming back as well too otani uh, rendon and we're expecting matt olsen back in the lineup for for oakland i'm not sure if that is officially dropped but that is the expectation and i was just gonna say like again this guy's not good but maybe a way just gonna get some big bats is quantrell uh, Paul's kid, Paul uh, Quantrill pitching for San Diego. And he also gets the benefit of the, uh, you know, the positive umpire there and Bill Miller, nice ballpark. The Mets aren't very good. They're mostly lefty power. That ballpark is much harder than homers uh, from the left side as opposed to the right side. Again, he's not good, but maybe he could survive like five-ish innings and put up like 11 points. And that kind of opens up some big bats <laughs> for you. But uh, bless you. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all I got for you. Uh, that, that's it, right, as far as pitchers? Like, you can make an argument for Freddie Peralta, but I'm not going to. Like, you know, I, I think today's a good day to pay up at pitching and attack the mid-tier, too. Like, there's so many good pitchers in the mid-tier and paying up. Like, we lift, we talked about, like, 10 guys um, in that mid-tier and up. Like, if there's that many – if there's that many good, like, pitchers on this slate, like, it's it's just a day that pitching's going to matter. And, like, you know, maybe a couple of these guys get rocked, but it's still going to be – a, a spot that like I'm paying up for the most part. Beaks is a little bit interesting too, but like, you know, I don't like the price. He's priced up now at what he's, he's just too expensive. We don't know how long he's going to go. Last time he almost went seven innings, but that's probably because, well, partially because he was pitching well and also because he was super efficient. It's still only 84 pitches. And the only guy that can go seven innings and strike out 12 dudes at 84 pitches is Chris Paddock. For San Diego just keeps doing that every single night. That guy yeah, is, a, that guy is ridiculous um but uh, yeah I, I, the, the, I think that's it for me as far as pitchers and you said you threw it like 10 guys help the people out we, we talked about a lot of names but well summarize the slate in a couple sentences from a pitching perspective I didn't want to interrupt you but the Braves lineup just came out and like 
I actually think Ryu is a little bit more interesting. Like, I, I think you can make a, a stronger argument for him. Like, Camargo's not in there. Marcakis is in there. Nciarte is in there. Um, you know, obviously Freeman, but like they they left some of the lefties in there, which kind of stinks. Um, I was really hoping like Camargo cracked the lineup and. Is Marquez still really contact heavy versus lefties? I feel like he is. I think he's getting. He's just the Marquez man. Uh, that guy. He's the like most tilting player in, in DFS. Like you play him and he stinks. You don't play him, he, but yeah, he doesn't strike out very often. So. I'm pretty sure I, I had this guy like in my fantasy season long team like 12 years ago, <laughs> and like and he he's had a resurgence, right? He's changed his swing and he's been better for what it's worth. Like the last he was a guy he was kind of like I mean I don't want to call him Brandon Crawford. But that's what he was kind of like a couple of years ago. And now I think his upside's elevated to some extent. Obviously, versus a lefty, a positive lefty in Rio, he's not uh, this great bat. But like you said, I think uh, I, I guess it's not been updated just yet on Fleet IQ because Fleet IQ did not project him to be in the lineup. But in just a minute or two, we'll kind of see as far as his splits. But I suspect he's not a, uh, a guy that strikes out anyway. G- give me, give me a, a summary as far as pitchers before you talk about a couple of hitters and then go around the horn. Yeah, um, you know, we talked about Syndergaard at the top. Great ballpark, very right-handed heavy team, and Bill Miller. Um, Caleb Smith, Colin McHugh are, are kind of favorite guys in that mid-tier. Um, we like the upside of Canning. We like the upside of Aaron Nola, potentially. John Lester, a little bit of a safer option on the slate. And, um, you know, Steven Strasburg and Jose Barrios, they always have upside, and they're both un- projected to be under 10% owned, so – I think that sums I'm, it up, right? I'm definitely going to have a Barrios share just because of that potential K upside against that Toronto team. It just that lineup they rolled out today is just a bunch of dudes that strike out a lot. And I understand the home road splits. I get that. But um, I, I think he can also strike out 10 guys. And, you know, I, I'm willing to grab that upside, a little risk reward in tournaments. Uh, all right. So it's Coors Field today. Who's your favorite stick in Coors Field when considering salary? Because we live in the world of a salary cap. Yeah. Brandon Belts is too cheap, right? Like, you know, he's the, he's probably the best bat in that lineup in general. And like, he's just too cheap. Assuming that he's going to be in the lineup, the lineup's out, right? Yeah. So he's batting fourth. He's just too cheap. They didn't raise his price as high as they've raised, raised the prices this year. Him and Joe panic are both really cheap. Um, and I hate playing Joe panic, but like in cash games, how do you not play Joe panic batting lead off at like 3,900 and you know, you can make an argument for Mac Williamson too, right? Like he's in the lineup. He's a guy that has a bunch of pop and he's, you know, 3,400, like 3,400 outfielder batting six in cores, like on the road, like, come on. Mac has a lot of power. My argument against panic will, uh, is that Jose Altuve is too cheap. Uh, that, that would be an argument against him. It's not that much more for Jose Altuve against Duffman. Um, so I, I, but I hear you, uh, of course, on fans draft, you can roster them both. You just roster some infielders, some outfielders, some utility plays. On, on DK, you're locked into one guy. Uh, on FanDuel, you have that one utility spot. But then, you know, the rest of that San Francisco lineup, it's Panic, it's Duggar, it's Posey, it's Belt, Longo, Mac Lamston, Brandon Crawford, Kevin Pillar. Pillar makes sense because there's a lot of ground to cover there. So you want him in there, if for no other reason, for his defense. Uh, and then Mad Bum, of course, batting ninth. He's, Mad Bum's not the worst hitter in this lineup, right? you can make a, a strong argument um i don't know this lineup's a little bit better than the normal lineup right i don't he should be batting like at least seventh i think you just don't want to you just don't want to shame brandon crawford i think this hey crawford's been hitting the ball a little <laughs> bit better recently like slow start to the season but finally got his first home run against cincy the other day 
So uh, I, I guess I, mean, I don't feel like I have to point this out, but like uh, one game samples in baseball, we always got to remind you, you can fade anybody, anything goofy can happen in a one game sample. And we saw it yesterday. Uh, maybe means is good. Like that's the other part of it. We don't know what means is. Maybe means is actually a good pitcher. We don't really have the sample on him. Uh, of course, Boston was shut that shut out basically yesterday. Uh, I, w- I, I feel pretty confident in saying that Hess is bad. Uh, if you pull out, you know, his, his last two seasons, 133 innings, dude's got a home run of nine over two. Uh, you know, he, he's giving up his ERA is four, nine, five, his Sierra is five, 12, his XFIP is five, five, seven. Um, he's, he's allowing way too many fly balls and fly ball pitcher versus the fly ball hitter and Jamie Martinez. He's my favorite Red Sox tonight. Of course, uh, multiple Red Sox are in play. Just, uh, just me just saying that, Hey, maybe, you know, don't cross. I mean, in case you were thinking about uh, ever again, Red Sox, you should go back to him again, once again, tonight, let's go around the horn, Stevie. Who's your favorite catcher tonight? Um, hold on. I got to switch screens here and go where I can do it. Um, oh, I have pitcher. I was like, Dean, I'm looking at line of pitch Q and there's no positions available. So why, why can't I look at it? Um, <laughs> you give us another monitor. You got to, you got that two monitor experience. Oh, how many, yeah, how many I, monitors work with? I have two. Okay. Never mind. I two, uh, my other one's really big too. Um, I'm going to pay down a catcher today. I really like Francisco Saravelli. Um, he's three K Samson stinks. This is the second time they've seen him in like 10 days. Like I- I'm playing Pittsburgh. I'm not stacking Pittsburgh, but I'm using like one or two pieces in lineups today. And in cash games, like Saravelli's just, he's too cheap for me. Like, he makes a lot of sense. And then Michael Perez, like I, everybody knows I like paying down a catcher. Uh, those are the two guys that I'm looking at to pay down for on this slate. They're both very much in play. I think you realistically can make an argument for playing Buster. I stink Posey. Like <laughs> he is Buster Posey and like he's playing in cores and he's facing a guy that just throws fastballs. Like, but I hate playing a chalk catcher and like Posey's going to be the most popular catcher, right? I don't, I think the most popular catcher is going to be Cervelli just because the price puts you there. Maybe I'm wrong on this. If only we had ownerships that project such things. Oh, we do. Uh, I don't have that pulled up in front of me, but I, I would suspect Cervelli is the most popular just because, you know, he's facing a bad pitcher at a good price. Of course, he's in a terrible ballpark. But, uh, I mean, if I don't have the money for Cervelli, I'm okay just flat out punting it all together. You know, with I mean, I was looking at uh, Danny Jansen earlier, but now it's Luke Valle. Even better, 2.4K. He's so terrible, though. He's so bad. Don't even care. <laughs> you can make an argument for, like, Tucker Barnhart. Like, he he's a guy that can, you know, get you some points there. Like, he's 3K, too. Like, that's why I love punting catcher. There's just so many options down here. Like, just pick a guy. Like, Tyler Flowers, very, you know, good against lefties. Super risky because he's facing Ryu. Like, there's plenty of catchers that you can just punt catcher or you can pay up for a guy like JT Rumuto or, you know, just JT Rumuto is your pay up guy. Like he's a better yeah. player. Than Don't mind Grandall either, just because it, people are going to shy away because of Strasburg. Of course, who wants to pick on Strasburg, but uh, it's kind of baked in the price too. Uh, and I, you know, like I don't want to play catcher and, you know, I like the FanDuel and fantasy draft. Don't force me to do so, but uh, on DK, you got to play one. So we have to discuss them. Uh, first base. Uh, we already talked about how much you like Brandon belt. Tell me the pivots off Brandon belt. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing Belt and Cash, and you know you can make the argument to play him in the outfield if you want to, but I think he is a good play at first base as well. I think my my favorite pivot off of him is Hoskins. Um, Hudson's a guy that kind of struggles with a strikeout pitch, so he's really interesting. 
But Dean, the guy today that we're, we've been talking about, you've been talking about it, go right back to the well in the Red Sox. Mitch Moreland in that four hole against David Hess on the road. You know, we're going to get that extra at bat batting fourth. Like uh, Mitch Moreland's the guy. I know he's expensive, but like, let's just play him here. Yeah, I thought I was going to get my extra bats from Boston yesterday, and, and JBJ got three. I'm like, I'm thinking like, you know, Betts is going to get five, and those guys barely got four. Ugh. Uh, and like the upgrade from a home run perspective, as far as going from Fenway to, to Baltimore for a lefty power, is huge. Uh, of course, it's a good ballpark for doubles and triples Fenway, but for home runs specifically, it's a big jump. And I, I agree. We talked about Hess and his tendency to give up the long ball over two homers per nine the last two years. That's that's too many. Uh, so I agree with you as far as Moreland. You said you like some of the Pirates as like one or two offs. Uh, I think Josh Bell is in that conversation, and he's also too expensive. Um, and but you know, of course, you know, that's you know, when when building tournament lineups, like price is not really something you care about, and sometimes you almost embrace overprices because that's going to force lower ownership correct all the time yeah i love when guys are overpriced that that lowers their ownerships like you know you can make an argument today that paul goldschmidt is too cheap at 4.2k against nola and like you can make that argument that like you play him because he's too cheap um in a tough matchup like you know the other guy that kind of stands out to me is tyler white he's batting six today for houston good old boy danny duffy uh duffy does tend to give up home runs to righties um I think you can look at some Houston bats, and he's certainly somebody I'm looking at as well. You got the Crawford boxes lurking right there down the left field line. That's uh, right. Just turn <laughs> on that fastball, baby. <laughs> I want to sit in the Crawford boxes one day. I've never been to Houston, so uh, that's on the old bucket list for baseball. Well, what's your, what's your favorite ballpark you've ever visited? Have you jumped around? Have you seen many? Um, I don't know, man. I really like the Braves stadium. Like I haven't been to a lot of the newer ballparks, but, um, I really like the Braves stadium. Like it's so cool that they have led lights when you grew up on like baseball lights where it took like 10 minutes for the lights to turn on and they can like dim the lights and stuff. It's just really cool. So Atlanta. It's funny. I haven't been to the new ballpark, but I think I'm going there next month. We're going to make a weekend out of it. Going to go see the Braves and then we're going to go see the Atlanta soccer team when I'm losing their name for whatever reason, but they're defending champs. Uh, and they, they get amazing crowds there in Atlanta as far as for soccer. They get like they, they sell out the Falcons, uh, uh, you know, building, which is an awesome. You should event. see the new um, Orlando City soccer stadium. It's insane. I got some friends that live in Orlando. They're talking about it and that they're definitely excited about it. Nashville's getting a, a, a their, their, their team's moving up to the MLS too, I believe, next year. Soccer, way of the future. Look at that. It's good times. Um, all right. Uh, anybody else at first that we should mention or shall we talk? And, uh, Matt Olson. I like Matt Olson coming back versus Tali Bali, but obviously the ballpark stinks but Molly historically his splits are massive. Uh, so I think uh, Olsen's a bit pricey too, but you know, who cares about price in tournaments? I think Matt Olsen's a really, really good uh, tournament play. Uh, let's jump to Keystone position second base. We already kind of touched on the guys, right? Uh, Altuve seems too cheap there with the Crawford boxes lurking. We know how uh, the diminutive second baseman absolutely annihilates second basements, uh, uh, left-handers, uh, the, the southpaws throughout his career. And then you talk about panic leading off versus uh, Sensatella in theory. If things are going fairly well, he should grab himself five ABs and cores. Uh, give me some pivots away those away from those guys. Yeah, Brandon um, Lau, uh, very very expensive. Um, should not get a ton of ownership here. Very good hitters umpire. Tampa's really sneaky today. Um, you know, just facing a pitcher that stinks like Clark. Clark's not even projected to be like a starting pitcher. He's projected to be like a bullpen arm. Um, does not have really good stuff, does not have a big strikeout rate in the minors. Like, we didn't even talk about Choi at first base or Zanino at catcher. But obviously, like, Tampa is interesting. 
The other guy, you know, that I like here, and it's more of a price thing, is Robinson Cano against um, Quantrill. Trill is another guy that's not projected to be, like, very good. Um, so Robinson Cano, I hate the ballpark, Dean, but 3,700 is super fair when you're looking for just upside. Like, this dude used to mash home runs in the Mets stadium all the time. He mashed home runs in Seattle. Like, I'm, I'm okay uh, with Robinson Cano at 3,700. Yeah, I completely agree. We talked about how that ballpark's better suited for righty power than it is for lefty power, but you're right. Quantrill, uh, San Diego is loaded as far as prospects. They, they think it's them and Tampa, basically the top two teams. And we've seen Paddock and Acompis here in Smash. Uh, we saw uh, Tatis is up as well. Uh, you know, they have a, a ton of prospects there, none of which are named Quantrill. He's not a prospect. Like, he's, he's way behind the list. Uh, I'm not really sure why he's up for whatever reason. He's up to eat some innings while people get healthy. Tyson Ross, and or I, think, I think it was Tyson Ross. Uh, Ross is now uh, on the Tigers, isn't he? Yeah, that was so dumb. I don't know why I said Tyson Ross. <laughs> he used to be on the Padres. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no worries. Who got hurt about, then? Hey, it's DFS. All we care about today. We don't care about tomorrow or yesterday. So yeah, that's whatever. right. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with Cano. Seven two on fantasy draft as well. Let's jump to the hot corner, third base. What do you have for me? Of course, if you have all the salary in the world, I think you want Arenado. But uh, and Bregman, of course, is a great little step down. Again, once back to the power righties there for Houston. Where are you looking as far as third? Yeah, like obviously Arenado, um, Bregman, Rendon, um, those guys, very good plays. Devers, um, another guy that's really interesting. The other guy that kind of stands out to me, Dean, is Matt Carpenter. I played him yesterday um, facing Aaron Nola. Even when Nola's been like really good, he struggled with lefties and like he's struggling right now. And now he gets um, like Carpenter, Carpenter starting to hit the ball well. So I like Carpenter. He's 3.8K. Um, so he's another guy that I'm kind of looking at. And <laughs> again, Colin Moran, another Pittsburgh bat. Like he's super cheap on Fandle. I think he's like 2-2 or something. Um, is another guy that I kind of like down towards the bottom. I'd put a little warning in Colin Moran. If a lefty comes in, decent chance he gets relieved by like Young Ho Gung. Just kind of throwing that out there, but I hear you. Yeah um Davers we mentioned oh and Chavis of course the guys on, on Boston of course are in play as well uh just went ahead and asked the chat what should we show as far as our uh, our premium peak because hey we're up against the clock boys we got 13 minutes before you step aside and get out of here we're gonna get uh, tell we you have plenty stop. of time well we, we want to have the you know we, we want to share have the chat to partake so we want them to ask us some questions so we got to save some time for that for sure knock out some shortstops knock out some outfielders our stacks our dongs and then uh, save some time for the chat but we have to give a peek as far as premium what do y'all want to see? Uh, go ahead and throw some ideas in the chat. Otherwise, I'll kind of think of it on the fly. Nonetheless, uh, let's jump over to shortstop. What do you have for me? Shortstop is probably my least favorite spot today. Um, it's a spot where if I if I can play up, I'm pay up. I'm going to. Um, you know, Trevor Story against Bumgarner is really interesting. Um, Xander against Hess, another guy that I like. Correa, Singura. Um, one of my favorite tournament plays today is Polanco. We really haven't talked much about the twins. Um, Aaron Sanchez stinks and he's a pitch to contact guy. I think the first four batters for the twins in the projected lineup, I haven't looked at it since the lineup has come out, but they all have really high fly ball rates. So when you get a ground ball pitcher like Sanchez, you know, you kind of get more line drives when you have a ground ball pitcher and a fly ball hitter. So I'm going to pay up where I can. Dean, if I need to save money, you know, Brandon Crawford, uh, you know, the guy we talked about in course, 3.9K, not the cheapest um, option in the world, but like I I'm perfectly okay with that. And 
I guess we should mention Zach Cozart. I know he's batting ninth, but he's on the road. He's 2.5K, Dean. Like, oh, like 2.5K shortstop. Like, I'm interested. I'm perfectly okay with that today. You had me at 2.5K. I'm looking for some salary <laughs> savers. Uh, Daniel okay. Norris, like 2.5K. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to, well, we're going to talk about the outfielders in a second. That's where I want to spend some money. And of course, I want to spend some money on my pitchers. This is, of course, in the, uh, the cash game perspective, um, okay. I, I was not considering Zach Cozart, but if he's in play, and he's terrible, right? He's certifiably terrible, but if he's that cheap and he makes everything else work, uh, he's for sure in the lineup. I don't even see him. Where am I at? He's at uh, ninth. All right, well, good enough. He's in my placeholder lineup. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's jump to uh, let's jump to the outfield before we talk about the uh, show a little premium peak. Yeah, I think. You know, obviously the top two plays in the outfield today are Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. Um, J.D. Martinez, another guy. Like, if I'm paying up, it's one of those three guys. The guy that stands out to me the most in the outfield today, especially on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, is Bryce Harper. Um, just too cheap against Hudson. 4.5K. I said it earlier, like, I, you know, or on the podcast this morning. Like, I start my cash lineup today with Bryce Harper at 4.5. Four, four, yeah, uh, the splits are really good in his favor. Obviously, he hasn't been very good this season. He's been scuffling, and I guess that explains why his price has been down. And uh, I'm not ready to discourage it. I caught a little bit of the previous show. I remember somebody asked, like, if, if Bryce Harper is a cash game lock, and he's for sure, like, a lock in my pool. But, like, when you talk about bets, you talk about J.B. Martinez. Um, I'm still on J.B.J. I'm still a believer. I know he's been scuffling so far this year, but I think he's due for a breakout soon enough, and the ballpark's great, obviously. And I think he gets his four at-bats tonight um there's just so there's more than three outfielders that i really like so you know and you talk about the pittsburgh guys polanco is a little bit too cheap i don't mind the polanco ballpark stinks we know that but that's kind of baked in uh stevie wilkerson's still super cheap you need a salary saver but if, i mean zach cozart might make things work for me i'm getting excited about zach cozart it's like zero <laughs> he's gonna get me zero points but hey daniel morris is not particularly good um, uh, the other guy that I really like that I think pops a home run today is Nick Senzel uh, for the Reds. Not the greatest ballpark in Oakland, batting six, 4,200, and he's hit the ball really well, and his velocity, like his exit velocity and stuff, has been fantastic. Um, so I really like him at 4,200 as well. Yeah, and Springer. I see Springer in the chat. Yeah, I love George Springer there. Again, this is why there's so many good options. And um, you talk about Mac Williams before, you know, there's definitely some power upside there in cores and he's pretty cheap. So I don't mind that. He does strike out a fair bit when he does make contact. He can definitely hit it hard and far. Uh, all right, let, let's go ahead and let's yield. In the, I saw the chat was talking about, they want to see, they want to see lineup HQ. Uh, that's what kind of went out there in the chat. So let's kind of pull up lineup, lineup HQ. Uh, if you don't mind, Steve, so go ahead and pull it up with me as well. Let's see what kind of pops for you. How do you best use lineup HQ? Do you like, uh, the plate IQ premium scores, who, by the way, spoiler alert, uh, that will be Mookie Betts, the, the guy that's jumping off the screen. Oh, it's all Boston. The first four guys are Boston as far as the premium score. That's no surprise. Betts, Moreland, Benintendi, J.D. Martinez, and, of course, the aforementioned Trout. Look at Posey cracking. He's on the family feud board on the, uh, the plate IQ score. We haven't seen that in, like, seven years probably when plate IQ score wasn't a thing. Um, well, what's jumping out to you as far as uh, lineup HQ today? You look at the uh, the umpires. What's your first look? Yeah, like so again, like we've talked about Boston a lot, but like it's a thirteen game slate, and like outside of JD and Mookie, like there's not a ton of ownership on these guys. Like we're not seeing them push like thirty percent, which we saw yesterday. They were so 
so popular. So obviously that stands out. But the sneaky stack, again, Minnesota. Like, look how many Minnesota guys have positive matchups here um, against Sanchez. Like, Sanchez, again, just big-time ground ball guy that struggles against uh, fly ball guys. And, yeah. Uh, from a pitching perspective, as far as the uh, – the <clears throat> pardon me. The uh, – oh, geez, you know what? I felt like I wasn't I, – I, I'm not that savvy still with the scrolling just yet. We're kind of figure this out one of these days. Kind of get the scrolling, right? The ownership percentage is something I want to look at. <clears throat> not surprisingly, it's Thor and it's McHugh as the first two guys at the top. And, yeah, like the projected ownership on Cal Quantrill, people are going to roster him to kind of make things work. Uh, he's currently correct uh, – you know, projected to be 12%, which is – again, that's fluid – uh, beaks at 10%. That seems a little high for me. I just can't get there. I can't justify it. I believe he also has a, uh, an umpire that has a, a, a hitter's slant, if I'm not mistaken. He doesn't exactly have Bill Miller, but yeah, extreme hitters umpire in Tampa as well. I'm uh, I'm losing my voice, Stevie. I feel like I need a drink of water. You're going to have to relieve me in a second if you don't mind. Let me grab some water and fill some time for me, please. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, when you're looking at plate IQ for pitching, obviously the, the thing that you should be looking at first is what type of umpire, um, you know, what, like when we were talking about with Bill Miller, like when you look at it, like the umpire K rate, um, you know, one of the highest in baseball is um, Bill Miller. And C.B. Buckner is another guy that, you know, calls a lot of strikes. Um, so, yeah, like using that to your advantage, there's a lot of stuff going on with plate IQ, floor, ceilings, point per dollar. Projected ownership is one of the things that I look at as well, but. <laughs> Chat's getting on me for my basic computer skills. I apologize. For not That's being... fine, Dean. We understand. <laughs> you can't change a tire and your, your computer skills are really beyond that. You didn't really have to bring up the tire thing, but that may or may not be true. <laughs> uh, some questions are being loaded up in chat as we speak. Uh, Another thing really quick, like. You know, we, we've talked about – you talk about so many stats. When you go to lineup HQ and you slide almost all the way to the end, you can kind of look at a pitcher's home run to fly ball rate. I like looking at this for maybe am I missing something? Do I Am I missing a pitcher that might be giving up a lot more home runs than, like, I, I my research? So I always like to look at that, too, because that's something that – like David Hess, really high fly ball rate, but a really high home run to fly ball ratio, too. All right, uh, only a few questions for Chad, unfortunately. That's kind of a bummer. Let's uh, knock out if they weren't paying attention. Give, give me your favorite stacks and who's going yard. Give me three dudes that are banging one out tonight. Uh, favorite stack is Boston. My sneaky stack is Minnesota today. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing they're going to be sneaky looking at their projected ownership. Um, as far as home runs, give me Bryce Harper, Nick Sanzel, and Brian Reynolds. Senzel banged out two homers yesterday in the identical spot. Uh, Oppo just kind of scraping the field, uh, the right right field there. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest prospects in all of baseball. Ne- negative ballpark jump there. I guess it's not a jump. It's a uh, what's what's the opposite of a jump? Uh, yeah, ball. Sure, uh, but fires <laughs> it leans as far as home <laughs> home runs and fly balls. Uh, questions in the chat. Let's knock them out. Uh, thoughts uh, as far as beaks and cash versus GPP, like. There's no way in the world you're going to roster uh, Beaks and Cash, in my opinion. I just wouldn't do it. Uh, speak on it as far as tournaments. I have zero interest. Uh, is this a Travis Shaw day? Yeah, we talked about – Travis Shaw is another guy. I don't want to pick on Strasburg. And just like yesterday, I think it was 3K. Today he's like 2-9 on DK. Of course, he's super cheap on fantasy draft as well. I'm okay with Travis Shaw if it makes everything else work for me. Uh, what are your thoughts? No issues with that. Um, 
I probably won't have him, but I, I can understand. Like third base is absolutely loaded today. Is it just me or the Marlins starting to hit? Uh, it's just you. It's, <laughs> it's definitely just you. <laughs> the Marlins are not. Yeah, they're uh, they have a uh, like their WRC plus for the Marlins is like sixty or something like that. It's it's not good. Um, they called me the other day and asked me if I wanted to play outfield, and I told them I'm out of shape. <laughs> oh no, you'll you'll fit right in that team for sure. Uh, Senzel Cruz or Smith Jr. on Fandle. Which of those three? I think you like Senzel the most. Uh, probably Cruz considering price, like you get a discount on Sinzel on the other side. Yeah. Cruz out of those three. All right. This is a twofer for cash. Jose Altuve and Marwan Gonzalez or Joe panic and Longoria, the two giants that aren't very good, but nice ballpark. Yeah, Dean, you're the cash guy. Um, I lean Altuve side, but I can understand why you would take the giants guys in course. I'm with you. Give me the Altuve. Give me the best player in that deal. And that, that, that's for me. It's Jose Altuve. Any love for Rendon tonight? Yeah, you were talking about sneaky stacks, and I know we like Rendon against you know, lefties historically as opposed to righties, but Peralta comes in, which, by the way, if he might bat ninth, according to Peralta. If Peralta comes in, like, at the fourth hitter or something like that. That's a positive, I suppose, because it flips the lineup to some degree. But I, I am perfectly fine with rostering Rendon his first night out. People are always kind of cautious, and third base, of course, is loaded, and you're going to get him at a lower, uh, you know, ownership. The ballpark's great, but Peralta just has been getting hammered this year. Uh, 